Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia, and I'm ready to talk about some fuckery on this day. Indeed. This was, what an introduction to this franchise. It starts off pretty strong. I mean, strong is certainly a word. I will not deny that it's a word. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's really a lot of booze, a lot of boobs, a lot of babes. Okay. Three Bs. Yeah, no, this is... What the hell did we just see the three Bs in? I don't remember. And let's see. Where did... Was that from episode one? It honestly could have been. Look at me not remembering shit. That's fine. I know. (laughs) If that's what it's from. It could be from anything. I think it's from that. Who knows? Um... Let's see. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. Five stars, five, five stars. stars. If you want to go even further by means of supporting us, because honestly, we get that not everybody's got a ton of money now. So, you know, a free way to support us is by leaving reviews, helping spread the word. There you go. But if you want to, you know, throw, throw a little cash our way, hey, we have a Patreon where we do bonus episodes. We are doing... The next two parts of Love is Blind, it was supposed to be one, it was, now it's well, two. It was going to be, yes, a two-parter, which has turned into three, because we have realized that we that have a show lot of involves feelings. a lot. Yes. We have a lot of feelings about these people. So Next thing you know, you're already in two hours, and you're like, okay. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot to unpack, it's certainly. Necessary. I mean, y'all know that if you've been listening to us this whole time. But yeah, so patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. Speaking of which, actually, we have to thank some new patrons. Yes. We have Solomo. Hopefully, I did not fuck that up, even though I specifically asked you how to pronounce it. DJ Food and Drink, my magpie buddy, Nikki, and my brother, Michael. Yay. Hey, thank Thank you so much for your donations. We're so grateful. Yes, it means a lot. So much. But if you can't, we understand, like we said. Yeah, no, it's it's the situation the world's in right now. You it's know? fucked. It, it means a ton if you guys can support. But, but there are plenty of free ways to support. Yes. Yeah. Leave five-star reviews, you know, spread the word, retweet, quote tweet. Fun, fun, fun. So, technology. Yeah, that's, yes. <laughs> ha! <laughs> oh, gosh. So, before we get into the episode, I do have... Some corrections plus some VH1CU updates. Well, not really corrections, just things that I left open-ended at the end of, well, during the course of the last episode, and I wanted to address them now. So interestingly, for all of my astrology folks out there, I was like, oh, I realized I forgot to check what sign Brett was. I realized Brett is not only a Pisces, which I was like, oh, I think Flav is a Pisces as well. Like, that's interesting, just the two of them get these shows and it's a mess and the same kind of format and them being kind of garbage men not hashtag not all pisces men i guess although market from love is blind is also a pisces so that's mm. a lot but um brett is how, how many days did i say it's like four years and 364 days younger than flave like they are literally flave is March 16th of 59, his birthday, and Brett is March 15th of 63. That is, what are the chances? That's insane. It's that VH1 universe. I know. Astrological. Oh, I forgot to say also, if you want to watch along with us, yes. 
Hulu, Tubi, we personally re- recommend Amazon Prime yes. for reasons. You get Carson, you get boobs. Yeah. Everything's like, uncensored with this. Unblurred nipple. Yes. If you're into unblurred nipple, Ra- Amazon. Racial slurs. Oh, I also heard, oh, right. Which, oh, that's, side note, that's my other follow-up point, but very quick. Um, I heard that season two on Hulu of Rock of Love is completely uncensored as well. Nice. Which... I heard that there's quite a bit to be seen, but anyway, back to racial slurs. Um, <laughs> just never. Just cause. Queen of segues. Uh, so I said during the last episode, I can't believe I don't remember Tiffany like saying the N word. Yeah. Like I was like, I, you know, I don't really remember a ton from all of these shows, you know, depression, college partying, whatever. But I was like, it's really nuts that I that I don't remember something that, you know, significant. And then when I was trying to edit last week's episode and do the iconic line of the week, I took it from a version that's not on YouTube. Wink, wink, wink. And that's the edited version. They do the captions for the slur, yes. start out and all that jazz. But they the caption... From VH1, like the one VH1 provided, says fucking cunt, which I was like, that, I mean, I guess if it's bleeped, you would have no way to know if it says my N-word or or N-word what, that's what it was, N-word what, or if you were going to say fucking cunt, I guess they could rhyme if you think about it, but yeah, they really uh, bamboozled us. That was nuts. They were really trying to cover their own ass and Amazon Prime. Yeah, like, just I like, guess they uh-uh. figured, like, because they, because nobody really reacted specifically to it being a racial slur. They Especially were just like, who you'd think would. They were just like, oh, wow, that's a really fucked up thing to say to somebody. Which, like, if you see, if you see somebody calling somebody else a cunt, like, yeah, I mean, it's bad. But yeah. in the words of John Mulaney, if you're comparing two words and you can only say one of the words, the other word is the worst word. Yes. So facts but uh i mean i was just i was stunned that they really tricked us to not i don't know to not make tiffany look as bad i guess that's the only thing where they were like oh we don't want this woman because we all know to like a segment of like white people being considered a racist is worse than actually being racist yes so (laughs) you know and they say it's just like the pc times today whatever Anywho, those were my two updates for that. Well, technically, these are like sort of updates, like bridging the gap. So I realized I hadn't done my digging on like all of the ladies from this season. Like I had only done a couple just to focus on the ages. And I was mostly focused on the major, major players. But through the course of this episode, I was like, oh, let me, you know, check in on a couple other people who I realized I had forgotten. Like I couldn't find ages on everybody, but I I did the best I could. Um, Dallas now runs a vintage clothing blog brand, something like that. I don't know. She's, she's working. Let's see. Tawny is a Trump supporter. So we can move along. We can, we can, we already know how I feel about that subject. And she also posts thirst traps to Facebook, which I'm not opposed to a thirst trap. Like go for it. I just feel like Facebook isn't really the medium for that. A thirst trap. What is this? Is it like where they just post pictures of themselves? I mean, I guess like, I should be relieved that my husband. Can you believe know how beautiful a, of a day it is? And then, but they're standing there in like a bikini. No, she's not even trying to be that uh, like 
she's like straight up posing, which is fine, you know, sex work positivity podcast. No, of course. But it's more just like I just don't feel like Facebook is like a place to post your like provocative like purposefully provocative bikini pics so you're thinking it's instagram but she also posts them on instagram i just feel like facebook i don't know it's just a weird just a weird little so thirst nuance. traps go on instagram thirst traps are for instagram absolutely y'all know what i'm talking those of you who are more social media savvy than mike understand what i'm talking about <laughs> um let's see i found erin as well Beautiful family, seemingly pretty liberal, so obviously we stand. She also had a breast reduction, which I'm only championing because those things looked painful. On the show, they look rough. I was like, because I feel like I didn't really clock it like last episode, I guess, because there was so much going on. But this episode, I was like, girl, how did those not like, I would love to ask her. Always pushed up. Right. If I could literally ask her one question, I'd be like, how did, how did you even stand upright? Those look painful. Ooh. Oh, but she's a she's a gorgeous little fam. She's married, you know, like living a cute little life. Um, I also found. How did we figure out it was pronounced finally? Tamara, right? She says Tamara, it. right? Tamara. Tamara, or she actually kind of said it like Tamara, like Tamara Barney from or Tamara Judge from Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Because all I did is I wrote... And that might just be a California thing. Right as she said it, I put like T-A-M-A-R-A. She sounded, say, like, uh, she sounded like it was spelled... She sounded like she pronounced it Tamra, but... Tamra. But either way, we're pronouncing it closer to correct than Brett did. Anyway, uh, I found out that she... I mean, I can't find anything about her now. And hopefully she's doing well because a couple of the pictures I saw, her eyes were not all the way open in like public events. And I'm like, girl, I hope you got the help that you needed. But she had, like, a pretty successful career in terms of, like, modeling work because she was... Oh, she's a beautiful girl. Yeah. I mean, her hair needs work, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. She was Playmate of the Month in August of 2005, which was prior to the show. Okay. Cover Girl for the October 2006 issue. Wow. Which is the year prior. So she's pretty much like a bunny. And she was Miss May. So she, like, right before the show aired... In she was in Playboy three times? Uh, she was in the Playboy Playmate video calendar. What is a video calendar? I don't know. Is that a calendar from a video? Sales? Either way, she she posed for Playboy several times. Yeah. And she was also, I think, um, I, I didn't do like my full due diligence on this because I was a little bit overwhelmed by how depressing her pic, not like her modeling pictures, but like her mm-hmm. like red carpet pictures looked. But she was also doing... Um, I think she was doing some kind of lingerie football league or something like no, that. No, she was in that? I don't know. I, I'll i have to double check. I'm yeah, sorry. The I, other, yeah, I, like, yeah. The it was on like MTV2 and shit. It was the awesome. The one thing I didn't fully research is I the thing it. you have the most questions about. But mo- like, I don't want to say most impressive. Actually, I feel like Playboy is probably the most impressive credit. But in then addition that, to yes. that, she was also a briefcase girl on Deal or No Deal. Nice. I wonder if she was buddies with uh, Meghan Markle. Markle. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? We don't know if they ever cross paths. But that all of this compa- pales in comparison. Can I speak today? We'll see. We'll see if we can get through it. Uh, all of this pales in comparison to Magdalena, who is currently serving five years in prison for cloned credit cards and possession of the device that clones them. Craziness. That is nuts. Like, she ain't doing just, like, regular, you know, fail to appear, probation violation time. She's, like... 
No, that's like an actual. That's like a that's a crime. Fraud crime. crime. Yeah. yeah. No. That's, that's like these bad. people like her are the reason why we need wallets that have like the RFID stopper. Yeah. So I just Sons I of bitches. The, and I'm not Scheidenfreuding her, but I'm like a little bit because like she spends a lot of time on the show like being very high and mighty about like oh I would never do that I would never do that bitch. Like, uh, what was her name? Your your little girlfriend from Flavor of Love? Hoops? No. Heather? No. Crystal. Like, Crystal said to Hottie. <laughs> I have to go through uh, a couple of them. It's like, I oh. Know. Like, Crystal said to Shatar, my mistake. Like, yeah, I might swear and I might, like, be provocative, but, like, which one of the two of us is out here stealing? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yes. You know? So, just value judgments. Oh my gosh. So actually, speaking of our Charm School ladies, very quick, I want to do a quick plug for an interview on the No Filter with Zach Peter podcast because he just had Safari on and she spilled a lot of tea. I'm not going to tell all of it. Like, I'm just going to recommend you listen because I don't want to, you know, take lessons away from another podcaster out here. Go check it out. A couple of the things she dropped is, well, this kind of answered a question that we had, which was um, like... If she was talking about the lift chap in 2007, why is she talking about it? Like, it was radio silence, and now she's talking about it again. She says that it's a relaunch. Like, I guess she had put it on the back burner. She says also about the hairline that she claimed to have started at the beginning was that she said it was doing really well. But after a while, like, the market got too saturated, which I have to laugh because I'm pretty sure that at first she said implicated, which I think she means infiltrated, which is not still the correct word. Yeah. But then she says, she corrects herself and says saturated later on, but she couldn't get the quality of the hair that she liked. So whatever. She also says that she started a foundation for uh, children with developmental disabilities because she has a daughter that she had actually prior to being on all of the shows with developmental disabilities. And I'm not going to spill the full tea on this, but she is making a lot of claims in regard to Flavor of Love that production bamboozled all of us she is saying that she first of all knew Flav prior like it but in a way that kind of made me feel like you're giving Flav a lot of credit like she kind of made it sound like oh we met years ago and I'm like he's literally giving people nicknames because he can't remember their names like what makes you think that he's gonna remember you but she says that she was brought on for like the pilot and then, like, the, like we're talking, like, the very Before first flavor episode. Of love, yeah. Yes. Because that was brought to me, because this interview in general was brought to me by a listener of ours' attention, because she is apparently claiming during the course of the interview that she gave New York the idea of how to, like, have this personality. How to, how to be New York. How to be, how to be the New York character. Yeah. Which I don't really, I don't want to say I don't believe it. I, I, I lied. I don't fucking believe it. But in more she in a way, I think that, I don't think that she's purposefully lying. Like, I no. think that she believes that, but I don't think that that's true. Because I, I feel like New York is a very separate entity. She could have said something that's just like a fraction of who New York really is. Well, I think maybe it was like the spark in New York's brain, like, oh, in order to get attention and to succeed on this show i'm going to need to be i need uh, to do some extra but like to me new york's version of extra and safari's version of extra are two very different things so i just think it's interesting she also claims um so anyway she talks about her daughter oh and then she said that she was brought back on season two to be a spy i don't know you all have to listen to the episode because it was just very it, again, it's not that I don't believe her, 
it's just like very all over the place for me in ways that I don't know how much of it I buy. She also claims that she was approached to do Atlanta Housewives, but her ex-husband said he didn't want them putting all their business out there. That would have been interesting. She wouldn't have fit in with the Atlanta Housewives at all. That's what makes good TV. She's not like a housewife. Like, even for the most extra kind of housewives, like, she's a very different energy than all of them. Even by, like, even in the season one Atlanta standards, she is not like them. I'd have to watch, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, so check out the interview again. It's No Filter with Zach Peter. I'm assuming streaming on all of your podcasting platforms. So what up, Zach? Um, anywho, I think that's all of my news. We're not really watching anything except we're watching. We're finishing up Kim's Convenience. Mike's finishing up JoJo. Yep. I don't think I'm actually watching anything except a bunch of TikToks. That's all you watch. That's not all I watch, but that is I watch a lot. All I, I watch is tick tick tock no matter what. Okay. It's always on my phone. I can never get enough. <laughs> anyway, so do you want to talk about the episode in general? How did you feel about this week? It has some crazy moments, some nipple booby moments. Really one. There was one that was kind of like we're sitting there and then Yeah, like, the nipple that I just yeah. the aforementioned nipple I just scene said. passes, you just kinda of go, Oh, there's a boob in that scene and you just keep moving along. Yeah, no, it it caught me off guard, certainly, the nipple. But uh yeah, I'm kind of tired of everybody but rodeo. Pretty tired of everybody. I'm but I'm not. Um Well, I mean you have very different reasons not to be tired. Also, <laughs> for as much as I complained about male gaze during Flavor of Love. That was nothing compared to what they're doing to these women now. Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. All it is is bikinis and, well, I said it before, the bees. Yeah, I don't, it's a lot. Does that mean you're ready to get into the episode? I guess I'm trying to think if there was anything else I needed to bring up ahead of time, but I don't think so. So let's get into it then. Rock of Love, season one, episode two, Talk Dirty to Me. And if you all didn't know, that's also one of their most famous songs. Yeah. Well, Um, Poison, I should say. I shouldn't say there because. Yeah. So this is comparable. The reason why this comes up, I really, I guess I didn't realize the title of the episode going into it because I was like, wow, why are they doing this sort of challenge this early? But then it makes sense. Yeah. We get some. Hilarity with the time hilarity? to the with the song. Yeah, I got it. I got it eventually. So. Wow, we always get there. I'm sorry, I don't have a recall of poison songs off the top of yes. my head at any given moment. Spot all the research you've done. You can't just jump jump on Spotify. I played Spotify like once, like Poison Spotify once, and that was enough. <laughs> all right, so we open up uh, with the women sleeping. Then Brett's working out Including in the backyard. A, we get like a clip of somebody sleeping and they just show like a broken champagne flute, which I really feel like just must have been was Tiffany. fitting. I don't know if it was t- I honestly <laughs> forgot, but somebody sleeping yes. with a broken champagne flute right next to yeah. them. Brett's working out outside. And then it's kind of like a whole transition of the morning of them slowly waking up and then they're up and they're eating, which then tar- uh, turns into them talking about drinking. Yeah, well, first Lacey is saying oh well i normally consider drinking like an afternoon like a a nighttime activity but i am willing to 
bend that rule because I'm not at work. Like, I don't have to work in the morning. So I'm like, fair enough. Like, you know, because at first I was about to be like, ew, like stuck up. But her logic made sense. Like, yeah. You got to try to live the rock star life right now. So then they start talking about where Tiffany is. And then we catch up with Tiffany. So she's asleep on some random but very spacious sofa in one of the common areas. We do get a dream sequence style flashback of all of her antics from the night before and the poor thing because you know she obviously doesn't have a bed they kept her when they were going to originally eliminate her twice like she got saved twice in one day she had to keep all of her luggage like over by the bar area as long as no one touches it she's fine oh my god it was so awkward there's cameras watching everything yeah it was like a girl's trip gone wrong she says that she thinks she may have taken it a little too extreme for the first time. Well, hold on. I have here read verbatim. So I think I took a little too extreme for the first night. Okay, there we go. Because that sentence makes sense. And she plans on being a little bit more low key today. You know, just probably a smart move because if she's not hungover, that's an achievement. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's probably it's a smarter move for a variety of reasons. So all the ladies are chilling, like eating breakfast, kind of off doing their own thing. And Erin, feet on the bar. She's like sitting crisscross applesauce on the bar. The thing you find most offensive in because this entire... Because why are your feet near my food? Especially because people were eating. Like her feet were like yeah. inches away from Jess's you plate. You just got a feet thing. Shoes is different I'm, than me. The if... fact that you're not concerned about feet being that close to food is more concerning to me than all of this. Why is this not more concerning to you? I just don't care about people sitting on counters, I guess. It's not about sitting on counters. It's it's less about sitting on counters. It's about feet. Touch like do you understand like what feet interact with yeah. on a day-to-day basis? They're sweaty, they're smelly, there's germs, and all of that is inches away from where I'm eating or preparing food. Disgusting. The fact that you were not more concerned about this makes me very concerned about you. Anyway, so Erin is explaining to a couple of the ladies who are sitting around, like, something about her ex-boyfriend. So first she calls him her ex-boyfriend, and she's like, oh, he made me a scrapbook, and it was, like, our first picture together through our last picture together and everything we did. And she, they were like, oh, that's, like, interesting. And then I forgot how it comes up, but then she clarifies that it's actually her ex-fiance. And the ladies are all like, well, like, the handful of ones who are around are like, oh, you were engaged? And she's like, yeah, actually, I was supposed to get married in May. (laughs) And they were all like, oh. But it's called off. Yeah, well, because, well, she, well, so I think before we get to that, it's worth noting that while they're having this discussion, the layout of this house is very confusing and very interesting. Heather is, like, off in the rafters, like, fucking Phantom of the Opera, you know, off in the corner overhearing this conversation, but then runs away, you know, deviously with her cape. I'm just fully picturing her Phantom of the Opera at this point. Just deviously running away to go spill the tea about her to everybody. But, like, before they hear the part of the conversation where she's like, yeah, it was kind of, like, a mutual decision, but, like, also he wasn't in love with me anymore... So, you know, that was it. So I think that that's an important context. Not that it would have really mattered. All Heather would have needed to hear was she at some point had dated somebody for that to be enough ammunition to move forward. Then shit starts to turn up. So 
So also, like, did you kind of feel like, too, I brought this up last week, but did you, I guess because this episode was a lot more problematic, did you feel like these ladies are meaner to each other than the Flavor of Love ladies are? That's a tough question. I mean, we're only on episode two, so in a few episodes, I'd be able to Because to me, you know. this reinforced everything that I was already feeling. Because the ladies, I mean, what? obviously, there's going to be an a- attitude of competitiveness. Yeah. And even though it, like, makes less sense about Flav, whatever, like, I get that there's supposed to, there's innate rivalries that are going to form, but these women are just really quick to just tear each other down and i guess it's a little bit different to me as opposed to like because hottie is like an interesting like a character that kind of isolates herself like a situation or new york even is kind of the person type of person who isolates herself and is i don't want to say deserving of getting picked on because that's not right but like these ladies are all basically carbon copies of each other so the things they're finding to pick on each other for are stupid they have to pinpoint something small. Like, they're like, or... you're stupid. No, you're stupid. And it's like, ladies, ladies, you're both stupid. It does get a... You're it's, both stupid. <laughs> I guess it's just a different form of bullying, in a sense. It just comes across as, like, way meaner to but me. It, but it, then again, there's I There's moments. I wonder how much of that has to do with the idea that, like, none of them are really there for Flav. Which, actually, side note, was a part of a really funny part of Safari's interview, too, was, like... When Zach had asked her something to the effect of, like, would you have actually tried to, like, were you actually interested in Flav? And generally her response was, well, I've fucked uglier people. Ah! So. (laughs) It's actually a pretty funny Which is excellent. But anyway, I'm bringing that up to say it's more plausible that these women are interested in him, which is where some of that jealousy is going to come out. Whereas, like, none of you are really here for Flav You're more likely to build friendships because you're not really competing for a shared purpose like there's room for all of you to be famous potentially this is more so where it's like oh okay maybe they are actually kind of into brett michaels yeah so lacy goes down and meets up with heather at the bar who heather i guess has heather is like regina george she's the the queen of everyone because she like yells outside i guess to a group of ladies who are sunbathing she's like hey bitches get in here let's go so everybody starts their mixology situation. <laughs> I can't do words today. So then Lacey, Heather, and Rodeo all hop on like the little band setup that they have going. And then Sam is singing and all of it sounds not great. Um, so Brett is still working out outside and he's like, ooh, this sounds terrible. And then, like, the producers put in a bunch of sound effects for some reason, like the cat, like well, you gotta, the cat yes. fight sound and, like, all things breaking yes. and just, it was, I mean, it wasn't great. It it was pretty bad. It didn't need the sound effects to prove to us how bad right, it was. Right, no, we like, didn't need any This further. is so bad, it makes cats kill themselves. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? Right, like, you don't, you didn't need to do all that. So Brett says in a talking head that he thought to himself, self, I better go in and show them how it's done. So he's got, um, I have to say, he's very diplomatic, uh, very girl dad energy, like I said last mm-hmm. week throughout. He's just like, oh, you know, like, can I come lay down some heavy guitar with you guys? And that's his way of being like, all right, I'll, this yes. is going to sound better now. Like, whatever. So he's playing and singing with a bunch of the other ladies who are still on their instruments while Rodeo 
Brandy C and Christia are on the stripper pole, which I don't know why they put the stripper pole up that high. It makes me Very so dangerous. nervous. It's dangerous. Yes. That, well, you were like, when well, I got a that bunch up, of them, it said are professionals. Yeah. Dancers. Well, currently, I feel or like a lot of them yeah. currently, but still it's when you mix alcohol like that, because most likely if you're, you know, like decent at your job, you're not intoxicated while you're working. And even the best of the best might slip on the pole once in a while. Right. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster, especially on, like, I mean, at least you can claim, like, workers' comp or something. You can't do that here. What if they had assigned anything in the contract? If I get hurt from the stripper pole, I will not sue VH1. Especially because it's, like, right on the bar. It's definitely Like, you're asking people to get up there drunk and fall, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I have to say, as much as we stand rodeo in this house, um, her boob job is not great. Her boob job is not very is good. Not, I mean, I didn't like I pause and look, good. but her body still looked good. Her though. body, like, like, her arms shit, and yo. stuff, but I feel like it's also, it could just be because she's very muscular, and sometimes when they're very muscular, you can see that it's just very clear outline it's of a strong, the boob, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's fine. They look fine the rest of the time. It just, like, it was not a flattering angle for them. Jess is the first one we really hear from off to the side. And I know that she's your girl, but ooh, wow, does she suck. Like, she's, first of all, she's stunning. Like, I can't stress that enough. She's a gorgeous lady. But, like, her attitude really sucks. You know, like, I just feel like being so standoff, like, she acts like she doesn't want to be there. And it's like, you, this was a choice. You signed up for this experience. I'm not saying, like, do what they're doing if that's not in your comfort zone. Like, that's something I want to preface because there's a lot of slut shaming during the course of this episode. And I, listen, I understand that being provocative is not everybody's thing. This is my blanket statement ahead of time. But. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean you need to shit on people who are doing it. Yeah. So just Jess's attitude that she's like, I don't associate myself with people like that. And it was just, ill gross. Grow up. Maybe it's a producer thingy. I know is, we need fuck, to treat it okay, as not, so but. No, 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 no. Would you rather yeah. assume that it's a producer thing or it's just. Maybe. Have you, have, or just genuinely how people feel. No, it, yeah, it could like, be. Like, what is more plausible to you? That a woman would judge another woman it, for being yes. sexual it could or, be a that mix produce, of both or that she was a progressive yes. icon no, that no, no, was no. willing to agree to be this villain for the sake of no, the show. I mean, it could be a little bit of both where it's no, it could be how she does truly feel. She'd be like, hey, like normally I wouldn't really like hang out with girls like this. Da, da, da. And the producer's like, no, like tell us how you really fucking feel and make it like legit. No, crazy. I mean, like her face is pretty. She's like unapologetic about it yeah. beyond the talking heads. It's not like she's sitting there acting like everything's fine and then she's in a talking head like, ew, how disgusting. She's making faces. She's off to the side. She's just like, she does think that she's better than everybody no, else. That, yeah, no, you're right. She does have kind of that, uh, what would that complex be called? I don't know. Like a whole year now. She thinks that yes. she, yeah, she's a whole year now. Why not? So after a while, Brett and the band take a break and they start heading to the bar. People are doing body shots. Brandy's wait uh, not yet so just people are Brett's kissing people there's more pole antics Brett finds a bra a lot of drinking yeah so a bunch of the other ladies who are not in this rowdy party group are kind of in and out because they're still drinking but they're you know, not, not they're really- not like hey let me do 10 shots right now and get wasted at like 11 30 in the morning right so 
a bunch of them are kind of off outside doing their own thing. So we get a talking head from Erin who says the hyenas are compromising all of Brett's time while girls like her who won't be slutty and put themselves out there and like fight for his attention like aren't getting the same time. And then again, like fine. If one girl decides she wants to play up the villain thing, I get it. But like there are too much of this attitude and especially because like the the concept of slut shaming or like being you know open to the idea of women being overtly sexual like wasn't a thing that's we're all calling each other sluts and whores and you know whatever we all hopefully a lot of us have progressed but you know we know plenty of it's been many years no it's true no i would like to believe you know there's a lot of people i would love to hear from this and be like do you feel bad about any of what you did or said like more so than i feel like i came away from i don't remember thinking that as much from flavor of love i mean the thing is it's where you watch a reunion of let's use housewives for example where they'll be like oh i feel really bad that that happened i said this blah 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 blah. you don't get that with the you reunions never get from that. F- flavor of love is like where are you now how can we make well, you I look crazier also, okay s- end of it see you next season i think some of that comes from a culture that we currently are in that encourages more people igno- whether or not they are being sincere, acknowledging their faults, whereas this time you had to still be in character because this was your fucking job. Yeah. At least most housewives, you have a husband or an alimony payment or something to fall back on if you decide that this show isn't for you. These were people who are our age who were just like, fuck it. This is how I'm going to make my money. Let me commit to this character. So, you know, we'll see as we get to know them a little bit better. So anyway, so, The slut shaming is just really annoying to watch, but just I recognize that it's a product of the time. So things just kind of devolve party wise from there. Brett said the party was getting out of control and too many of these can lead to horrific things in your life. It's it's their second day. It's like they're. Yeah, it's their second day of partying, like when they're practically on vacation. This isn't like a lifetime of being on tour and doing yes. hard drugs. Being like, backstage after a show, like you just did a couple of I think that was just his it's way like, of being like, ah, I've seen it all as like a rock star from the 80s. Yes. And he wants to portray what we're seeing on TV to look like it's I feel extreme like was Poison and, yeah. known for that? Partying and stuff? Yeah. It's not like Motley Crue. Like, well, nobody was Nobody Motley was Crue. like Motley Crue. Yeah. But no, they're the same. It's all, those hair rock bands, all they gave a shit about was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I also feel like when I think by. about the ones, like, because even when I think about that band, like, I feel like a couple of the other people in the band are people I recognize more as like people who were in and out of rehab a bunch or whatever. Whereas like Brett Michaels is more just like a good Pennsylvania boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that does who partied, ju- but yeah. and like. Has Party worked. here and there. Had some sex. Oh, some side fun. note. Um, I looked up his. I don't even know if they were married, but the mother of his children, longtime girlfriend, whatever, brunette. Huh. I was a little surprised, especially because the daughters are blonde too. So, I mean, she might not be naturally a brunette, but she looks like she. The, yeah. But I mean, like her eyebrows are dark, so that was my. I'd have to guess. look at pictures. But she's pretty though. She looked like she. You like if you were to have not told me who she was and just put her in it as a cast member of the show, I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is weird. You know, she looks. Yeah. They really found a type. So anyway, so he's like, oh, so whatever. The party was getting crazy, but let's be honest, I'm only human. He does a lot of that. Gets a little out of control. He does a lot of that where he'll do these like. Oh, I know this is wrong, but like, bleh, gotta my have penis. fun now. 
My penis. That's what <laughs> My said. penis. Yes. It's got a mind of its own. Dallas, I was like half laughing at this statement, but then like half not thrilled with it because it's kind of problematic. Dallas is like, I think that the house turned into one of those horrible strip clubs you can find by the airport. <laughs> but then she said, who are full of fat chicks with huge fake implants? And I was like, okay, you didn't need to go No shame, there. Dallas. Come on. Yeah, not cool. Make that money, everyone. Yeah. Although I don't like her. She might be my least favorite. That feels racist, but... In a non... Because of a scene that comes later. Actually, <laughs> well, I can't she... say because I know other shit's going to happen with other people. I was going to say, how is she your least favorite? <sighs> we'll get to it. So outside... The thing she says really I know, but Okay, well, we'll talk... I, I'm not going to say least we favorite, We have plenty yes. of time to unpack it. So Magdalena, Tamara, Tiffany... Faith and Sam are all sitting outside and being like, "Ugh, I'm not going to do any of that on television. First of all, you're already here. Like, not that I'm saying you're already making an ass out of yourself like a little bit inherently Mm -hmm. by like the premise of this show. Like he was without sin. Tamara, who I realize reminds me of Raquel from Vanderpump Rules, James's girlfriend. But prettier. You think so? I Mm -hmm. think they look pretty similar. But I don't know, just the same kind of like, I would say, and Raquel is like slightly a little bit more with it, but I, yes, she <laughs> slightly more with able... it, but not like a ton. No, uh, they, I don't think it's an editing thing in a lot of this too. Like this just really makes it seem yeah, like she's I'm just not... not very bright. Oof. Yeah. So she's like, oh, when are we going to get some alone time with him though? And Magdalene is like, when you take your panties off, ha 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 ha. And then Sam is like, no. That's not true. I don't believe that. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't believe it either. I'm just, I'm whatever. It's like so. Sam's like, I notice, like, and this was. Oh, I get, especially during this time, it was like very ingrained in women to like separate yourselves and cliques and mm-hmm. that culture. But like, I lived this of this like pressure for women to just really i mean not that it doesn't hold true the same way as an adult but like it's definitely like high school you just assumed people were going to be in clicks because that's what the culture fed you you know that it was going to be like that and when you have never seen any other positive representation of interpersonal relationships between women then yeah that's how you're going to believe that that is going to be your interaction with all women who you find pretty and threatening clicks are stupid so Except Sam, the wrestling click. So Sam says in a talking head, she's like, I noticed that there's more of the slutty, outgoing girls. And then there's more of the bitchy, introverted girls. You know, not as whorish. And they do this graphic <laughs> that's like, literally, they put like them on different sides that literally say, like, team bitchy. And, bitchy girls and slutty yeah, girls. Yeah, bitchy girls and slutty girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, the two types of women. You the know? only two that exist in the this world. The only two types of women who you're exist. You're a slutty or a bitch. Get over yeah, it. Yeah, basically, it's like a very uh, watered down, tequila down version of like tequila Ma- down. Madonna whore complex, I guess, if you want to go there. What is the Madonna whore complex? Basically, that women, uh, that men see, like, men will categorize women into categories. Uh, like the Madonna. Such as bitch or slut. The Madonna, so like the holier good girl, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, or the whore, just oh. self-explanatory. Yes. So the bitchy, not whorish group is Aaron, Magdalena, Jess, Sam, Tamara, and Dallas, while the slutty girls are Tawny, Heather, Lacey, Christia, Brandy C, and Rodeo. 
right. which uh, there's a couple people missing from that, obviously. Because they're not, see, so there's more than just two. Actually, I was surprised that the bitchy, not horror side, Faith, was left out of that because she is like kind of the queen bee of the morality police of that side, I feel like. Really? I feel like she came across to me as the most stuck up out of all of them. Really? Yes. Huh. Interesting. It also might just be because she has a very like waspy kind of bougie face. Okay. Well, you did at one point say you think she's the prettiest. I do think that she's very pretty. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say like the prettiest. Well, yeah, I guess the prettiest. It is like, what you said at the, the time. More, but like, I understood. Like, in terms of like purely bone structure, but mm. I guess because you know conditioned to find waspiness to be the most attractive. Yeah. She's the most like traditionally mainstream attractive, I guess. Okay. After this whole discussion about who are the bitches and who are the whores. Who are? Who are the whores? Who are the whores? Who are? You just completely like threw me off my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, who's, the, who's the bitches and who's the whores? We cut back inside and Christia has Brandy C like pinned down to the bar and they are like full on making out. And then Brett again with his like moral judgment being like, well, but also it's me. Uh, he goes, I'm as guilty as they were. We're all guilty amongst our flesh. What the fuck? He's like, but I have a surprise for them. And then he fucks off somewhere. He does. <laughs> didn't he say good morning at a point, too? So aren't they doing this in the morning? I got the impression that this was pretty early. Which yeah. is fucking ridiculous. I mean, if I'm on, that's what I always say about these shows. If this is like my first three, four days here, like think about our first three, four days of like quarantine when we knew we weren't going to be working. I did. What did I we think do for I started, the first couple days? I think I started drinking on day Played two. board games. I got fucked up. Yeah. And then after a while, it a, starts to be like, damn, this is how I live. Exactly. Like, it sucks. This put is on, how I live, laugh, yeah. love. I put on a bunch of weight. I'm eating like crap. No, I look at it more like, think of like honeymoon. Whereas like, we literally like the second we stepped on the boat, it's like, oh, well, while you guys are waiting, you can get a martini over here if you want. And we're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And we got wasted within like the first two hours. Yeah, we got super drunk. A and couple got- hours later, you're laying in bed like, go down to the bar and watch the game. I'll meet you in a little bit. It was funny. I don't know. It's just either way, it's we're just like, it makes sense to me why they would be enjoying. They have all this free yes. booze and, and they're all in TV. their 20s. Like, who fucking cares? So Lacey decides that she's going to approach some of the outside group. She tries to play it off like she is, you know, oh, I'm just trying to get to know them. I realized, and not that I don't fully believe it. I can't believe how many times I'm saying that during the course of this episode. But like, it looked to me, but it also didn't look like a purposeful, fully bitchy thing it kind of felt like a recon mission like she could tell that they were all talking shit about the ladies who were inside Mm -hmm. so she was just like oh let me cozy up to them and see you know see how they respond to me it's like when you walk over and everyone gets like "Uh," and real quiet yeah exactly so i think that was her goal so she walks up to jess magdalena and faith who are on the bench outside and they're all just kind of like laughing at her or they like basically clock what she's trying to do and they're like nah so Lacey's like, oh, like, I never really got to know any of you guys. Like, what's going on? And they're all just like, mm, I'm good, thanks. Like, whatever. And Lacey's like, oh, like, Jess, where's your beer? Why aren't you drinking? Like, we're all drinking. Why aren't you drinking? And Jess is like, well, I had a beer, so I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm hanging out. And she literally at one point, like, waves her away. Did you see that? Like, I, yeah, she, she, like, that was a little bad. Like, which is, like, psh, rude. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get that you don't want to do this, but 
and I get you can't that, like I'm better I than that you. You can tell what Lacey's doing, yes. and you're not here for it. But I think just the idea that you're just you're literally dismissing the, her. The way it shows, yes, it it really is like I'm better than you. Get away from me! And it's kind of like, come on, yo, like you're all here for the same shit. You're all on the show again, Jess. Nobody forced you to be here, like. And what did she say? She so she said, um, I don't want anything to do with her or her annoying bimbo posse inside. Which it keeps cracking me up that Lacey, I guess, by default gets like shuffled she's part into of the, the slut She's part group. of the team. But like Lacey's she's best like, friends with them. Pretty covered up for the most part. Like yeah. she's in like a very regular bikini, you know? Like she's I, it's just funny how like by default she ended up like considered a Because she doesn't have that like two thousands blonde porn star look. But also, it's not that she's like she's in good shape. She's mm-hmm. pretty, like, and I think, like, I love the. I'm always digging the red. I've yes. been wanting to dye my hair red forever. But, like, it's just interesting how Jess is so quick to be like, well, if you associate with them, like, you're obviously not yeah. associated. And obviously, there's probably way more that we didn't see. Of course. You know, so we are only basing this on what we're shown, but it was still kind of bitchy of Jess to do that. Again, I, I always approach all of this as, like, listen, this isn't America's Next Top Best Friend. You're not here to make friends but you know it's just it's easier for everybody if you're like i don't know we were all rooting for you tiffany that's (laughs) the line i was right be quiet tiffany we were all rooting for you but you know just the idea that you know wouldn't kill people to be nice until you literally give you a reason not to which i mean she gets later so her going in and like talking to the other i guess her group of friends i would say like the group that she's been like separated to yeah apparently but she does kind of explain to them, like, oh, I just went out there to, like, try to get to know them, trying to bond, because I don't have a feel for them, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, that's not how it came off, really, though. Yeah. I mean, she does the thing that and a lot of And she's also probably drunk. Do. Everyone's also drunk. Like, it never helps the well, situation. I think, well, that's definitely true. But I think it's the case that, like, what we see later, what we've seen throughout all these different shows, which is, you know, oh, I was doing this for purely altruistic reasons. And it's, like... Okay, you might be, but also we know that you're not. That's not like 100% of your motivation. Yes. But basically all of this to say that I think that Lacey wasn't doing it to be bitchy. I think she was doing it because she didn't like the idea that people were talking shit about her. Or them. Which is also, hey, if someone's talking shit about you, you know, you want to go out confront them. So then Lacey's like, oh, she calls them a bunch of bitches. No fun with sticks up their asses. Which, fair. Like, if I had to choose between a crowd, like, I don't really like a lot of the way the slut, the slutty crowd, yes. like, behaves in terms of, like, the bullying. But it's who I want to party but with, But honestly, like, Come on. they're, they look like they're having so much fun. Like, who wants to sit outside with a bunch of people who are just yeah. like, ew, no thing. walk out and be like, all right, Heather, get I'm it started. I'm not saying I'm going to be up here on the stripper pole taking my top off. I mean, more props to you if you want to. But, Unless like, Heather shit, tells I'd, you. Rather, I'd rather be fucking partying with the people who are, like, yelling and screaming and having a good time. I don't know. If it's Tawny that she yelled at, or she said to someone, hey, take your top off, lay well, down over here, yeah. and do a body shot. It's like, all right, like, you're in charge of the party. Cool. That sounds like fun. So... That is... The, yes, that is the group I'd want to party with. Exactly. So... Then everybody moves outside. Like, once Brett leaves, it seems yes. like they're all kind of shuffled. Oh, you know what? They're all probably shuffled outside because they're setting stuff up in for the, the house. For the... For the... Con- for the... Right. For the challenge later on. Challenge, yes. So... Everybody's outside and Lacey is like kind of off to the side with Brandy C and she's like, oh, so if you get a shoulder and I get a shoulder and then like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to throw somebody in the fucking pool. I completely forgot all about this. So I was like, how do you forget about this? I don't know. I just it was like 
how many years ago now? When someone says, do you remember Rock of Love? This is probably the f- number one thing that comes to my mind. Really? Because mm-hmm. honestly, I think the number one thing that comes to my mind is uh, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm being honest. No, I forgot honest. about her completely. I, I didn't remember Tiffany. the context, but I feel like don't threaten me with a good time. And um, Heather's tattoo. I don't remember that either. Well, we'll get there. Oh, I, now we'll get it there. brings back memories. We'll yes. get there. So, uh, so basically Brandy, C, and uh, Lacey are kind of off to the side scheming. And they decide that they're going to throw Jess into the pool because Jess like sits around with an I'm better than you attitude. And she deserves to have that smirk washed right off of her face. Now, listen. I know I just did a bunch of shitting on Jess, right? I just really don't fuck around with pools. Like, I can swim. Like, that's not what I mean. But, like, it's more just, like, it's it's so fucking dangerous. You can kill somebody. You can gravely injure them. Like, it is not a place to fuck around just to make a point to somebody. And I do have to bring up again that Lacey is 31, and Jess is 23, which first, mm. the fact that you're even trying to bully a 23-year-old is kind of beyond me. But you're way too old to just be like, I don't like you. I'm going to throw you in I the mean, pool. I have, I don't have, if you're at a party, people are swimming in the pool, barbecue, whatever it is. If someone gets thrown in the pool, it's. You can, you can, you can kill somebody. You can die. My thing if is, somebody lands at the wrong angle, they can die. Well, it depends how they, which. No, I'm it not doesn't gonna, matter. Right. It's not worth it. There's a response. I'm, I'm not condoning what she does here because the way she actually like she doesn't just like pick okay so wait wait so wait wait, 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 so wait, wait like, before you get into there's that, a very so, big difference so what i'm Lacey, talking about what, what Lacey ends up doing is like coming up kind of from the side now mind you jess is also fully dressed she's yes. in like a zip up hoodie and jeans and flip-flops with a beer and i think a cigarette baby by the pool and either way she's Lacey, clothed hanging out like yeah. clothes lines her into the pool more or less no yeah, Close she line. Grabs- you gotta watch more wrestling. Dip. No, the way she like pulls she- her from the back and like doesn't she like snag no, her, her arm? Her arm comes shit? across her. Her arm is across her oh, when she's God. pulling her in. I just know she's at like that full long extension. Either way, back, Jess, like, at oh, least man, Jess like, has, the, fuck someone up that has the ability to throw her bottle to the side. Yes. Thank God, because that also could have added additional issues and good to thing all they, of this. They don't have their cell phones on them. I mean, that well, too, nowadays it's a lot. Which worse, is so obviously. insane that I even thought that, but like. You know, just like it's always my times. first thought. Yeah. If anyone's ever gonna like pick you up and jump in a pool with you, first thought, hand in pocket, grab your phone and chuck it. Yeah. If you got a wallet, that shit can dry. You got keys, that'll dry. Yeah, but I'm just way more concerned about the literal danger that she was put in. No, this is more. That's like I'm saying. Like, if you and I were walking by a pool, we're at like a, and we're by the deep end, and I like say you're in a bathing suit. You ever do that? I'm, and I'm I, dead serious. And if I give you like a bear hug and we jump in the pool, like you're not gonna die or get hurt. That I way. I am telling you right now in front of however many witnesses, if you ever do that to me, we will have a huge problem. Wow. All right. Never, now you know. Never. I'm glad we established. Jump in this. a pool with Sonia. Don't make it like I'm some kind of bore. Like no, it's, it's it's like you're no fun. You know what? You're on the bitchy side. Yeah. Well, apparently, well, I can't be a slut anymore. So <laughs> I by default, I'm a bitch. God damn uh, you, VH1. You like, making these lists? The only types of women that there are. Now, I will agree though. The way that she pulls her in in this scene is, is scary. It's like she's on like full body extension. She could have fucked her back up. She could have done like a lot of things. And not Especially even just she talking, was like, fighting her and like putting up. She's a coming back. Yeah. Fight. It's not even like a like oh like I twisted my back or I pulled something. It's eh, like she could have like awkwardly went back like put her arm down and like 
fucked her elbow. Like, that's she, it. There's that's so even many if, different like, things she, her, that could have happened. She didn't crack her head on the side of the pool, her neck. Yeah, because she it was just, also, like, a little bit away from the edge, so she had to actually be pulled Yeah, she had in. to be pulled, dragged back a ways, which... I mean, not to victim no. blame by any stretch of the yes. imagination, but, like, it's a little risky to be sitting that close to the pool when, you know, bitches be gunning for you. But anyway, so Jess is in the pool, thankfully completely okay, seemingly. Yeah, no, was, and, she's just But she's, she's about to fuck Brady, uh, Lacey up, which I, the fact that she didn't fuck her up is amazing. So I was saying to Mike, I was like, I'm shocked she didn't, like, immediately turn and swing on her. And you're like, well, she would have gotten kicked off. And in my opinion, Lacey should have gotten kicked off because that puts the whole show at risk. If Jess, it's a little... I mean, back to my whole thing about Jess. If Jess, even if even if she survived, she could have gotten paralyzed or just really hurt herself, and then the whole show would have been sued. Then they're done. Yeah, they should have been I mean, like you're a fucking it's liability. The, it's not the same as getting pushed off a like second floor balcony. Well, <laughs> yeah, like last to season too. Death. I mean, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, not like whatever Flavor of Love season two, but. It was but just no, it was basically yes. very scary, all of this to say. And then, so then, it was very scary. And Lacey has the audacity to be like, I'll lighten up. The mocking when you go but it's like I said before, there's differences. No, in even the before that is like when someone there's, getting in a pool. No, and, when they're both standing in the pool and Jess is like, get the fuck away from me right now. Yeah. Brandy's standing there going, What's the big deal? You're fine. Like, what are you Lacey wet? Or Brandy, you said. Oh, Brandy. sorry, I meant Lacey. I was like, like, Lacey's like, oh, you know, why? Like, what's the big deal? Lighten up. She straight up says, lighten up. Why? What's the I would have liked more talking heads about this from everyone. Yeah. I would have, too. They really, like, the fact that I said this is, like, pretty much the number one thing I remember from the show, but this just happens, and now we're about to move forward. Yeah, like, it's like a And we never hear from it again. She almost kills somebody, and it's just glossed right over, like, a plot point. So, like, and yeah. Lacey says in a talking head, which this could be fine producer intervention, but like, I don't know. But she's like, all I did was push her in the pool. It's not like I set her clothes on fire or anything yet, which, okay, so we're going to put like, we're going to put the yet aside and just be like, do you think That's that scary. almost killing somebody is the same as lighting their clothes on fire? But they don't look at it as, in her head, she's not looking at like almost killing someone because they fell into... A slightly, I guess, deeper part of the pool. I don't know. I just don't fuck around about it. I know. You're very but anyway, serious So there's about also pools. like an indoor pool that is like kind of a... It's like, like a hot tub, yeah. but it doesn't look like there are jets. So it just looks like a... Maybe they're just not Like on. an indoor pool shape. I mean, like a, a jacuzzi shape, but it's inside and, you know, not going. So as Jess is like walking by to like get ready for whatever they're doing later... They all have the audacity, like her, that other little team has the audacity to be fucking mocking her yeah. and being like, oh, you got me wet. Like, oh. And not in the good way. Okay, relax. <laughs> and, but at least Jess is like, clearly I need to be careful of this chick, but she also should stay away from me. <laughs> Jess, I would have totally understood if Jess beat her ass. In the same way, I don't agree, but I understand why Portia beat. Kenya's ass that time. You're going to wave shit. You're going to wave uh, shit in my face with a bullhorn for like a solid couple hours. After a while, I'm going to snap. Just that's life. So it's challenge time. Big John comes down the stairs. The ladies are cheering. Oh, they're all standing around a pool table, whatever. And he brings down, I don't know what to call it. So like music. I just write help a message, but yes. Yeah. So it's in like it's a kind sheet of, of music. Well, like it's sheet music, but it's in kind of like a portfolio is the best way I could describe it. I don't. Uh, music, it's in a sheet music portfolio. I don't there know. Music, it, 
music people help me out if that's what it's called anyway so the notes are now the flavograms as they were before are styled like sheet music and they're sort of rhyming um and also everybody's mostly dressed except for unsurprisingly heather brandy c and christia who are still in bikinis because why not So Faith reads it and it says, now it's time for you to get dressed and find out which of you, I guess, which which gives phone the best, like gives phone, like give. When I'm on the road, when I'm on tour, I'm away from my baby and it's a bore. I need I need a love who can get on the phone, get me hot and give me a good time. Nice. Get it? Because don't need nothing but instead of bone. Get it? Yes. Yeah. So the three of you who light my flame will win the first date of this here game. So be creative and make me hot because tomorrow some will stay and some will not. So I guess you would compare this to the five senses challenge we see on Flavor of Love, which actually was episode five. So it made it further into the show. Mm. But I guess the purpose of why they did it so early is because of the talk dirty to me. Yes. Thing. Yes. So... Christia says, I think if Brett likes to party and have phone sex, I think it's somebody on the varsity squad that he's looking for. I, I forgot. I lied. I also do like Christia still. She's cool. She seems fine. You know, she's just doing her own thing. She nice and innocent fine. in the corner. Interestingly, the ladies are getting dressed and ready. Magdalena, of all people, is like, oh, I need to drink to get inspired. And it's like, oh, how interesting. She's throwing oh, shade to, on like, everybody else. Up. Either way, like something like that. But it's just like, oh, so when you drink, it's fine. Just either way, just more hypocrisy, courtesy of Magdalena. Mm. So Tiffany then says, this makes me extremely nervous. I've never had phone sex before, which I was like, word. Not necessarily value judgment about her, but just like, I feel like you're a woman of a certain age. You would have probably, especially at that point in time, because this is pre-text message. Well, not this point is not pre-text messaging, but most yes. of your sex having life was prior to text messaging. But aren't so they in like their early 20s? She was 31. I brought that up last week. She was oh, no, that's right. Tiffany was 31. Yes. Let's see. So she then says that she needs maybe a glass of wine or two. So she says that she's going to have a glass of that. She ends up having a glass of red wine and a glass of white wine. But then what we see her pouring isn't wine. This is where for anybody who follows us on Instagram or Twitter at Rewind Love Pod, you will put up my favorite caption possibly to date, which is eerie rhythmic music, which is like what they play when shit is awkward. Like do 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 do. Even I walked by. Do 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 do. No, that's a that's from a song. No, because I will. Either way, because you know you never you never understand. That's Metallica. Me. No, it's absolutely. That's Metallica's no, one you just you sang. Just, every time I sing a song to you, you just must hear it differently than I hear it because you never understand the song. We would be a terrible name that tune team because my you team never... would always win. First off, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Who, who turned this into a competition? Literally nobody but you. True. Anyway, so this is very weird and peak shady editing. We see at first that during these talking heads and these clips that they're showing during this to show that she's getting so drunk, she's in the same dress as last night. So I was like, at first I was like, oh shit, does she only have like one nice dress? Like, did she only bring one? But then... It occurs to me that probably it's just from the night before because then she does a talking head 
where she's standing in the same position and is equally as drunk as she is in all of the yes. talking heads from the night prior. So I just think that that's really shitty to do to build up this like alcoholic narrative of her, like or at least to like laugh at her alcoholism rather than be like, damn, this woman needs help. Well, I didn't really look either or I guess more pay attention to it. But during eliminations, is she wearing it? No. During eliminations, okay. she's is a separate drunk. Okay. Yes. So either way, she's the one glass of wine we see her drinking in the outfit that she actually ends up wearing yeah. she straight up chugs it though mm. so regardless of how much wine she ultimately had that's not a good sign about the wine that she did have so all, all that to say i think that it's really shitty the way that they edited that. yeah they could have left you know i mean she really had just, it bad enough well the idea that she like was having two glasses of wine just to calm her nerves in this scenario <laughs> kind of stood on its own that you didn't necessarily need to add all yes. in all that extra stuff that is clearly identifiable like we could see it now the ladies are all in like pajamas or lingerie or specifically in heather's case a bra and a thong they all come down to see uh brett who is in flame pajamas like very 90s jenko jeans very uh guy fieri t-shirt style you know those kinds of flames i mean even like Flav had big baggy pajamas similar, I guess, to this. Too. Well, all, everyone on this more, show wears like really big baggy pajamas. During this time, like at least among hip hop culture, like old school pimp stuff was in. So at least if Flav's in pajamas, he's in like satin pajamas. Yeah. Actually, I think at some point, didn't he have, was he the one that had like Ninja Turtle looking pajamas at one point or something? Oh, I, or was that somebody else? I don't remember that. I don't remember. But I hope they did. That's awesome. But either way, <laughs> Brett's pajamas are just like a lot. They're also like very long on him. Like That's it looks, what, yeah. it looks a little bit like big, like the movie Big. That's what I mean. It's like big baggy pajamas on him. Yeah, and but he also has on like no bandana or hat which is like very jarring because he usually has he's getting one ready for bed or some combination that's not what he's doing uh he's got some combination of the two on at some point but it's very jarring to see his actual like hairline or rather his like scraggly bang in the front like crispy like heat singed like thinning at the top kind of situation he had going on so anyway so brett's there <laughs> Uh, we also see Big John, a man in, uh, I want to call it a lab coat, but it didn't exactly look like one. I want to say he's a doctor. Well, in quotes. And a woman in an old timey nurse's uniform who we see during this sequence and then we never see again. All she does is snap the glove on. And then we see this, what appears to be some kind of machine contraption underneath a sheet, which did you notice at one point that they show it under the sheet, then revealed and then under the sheet again? No, I During didn't the course see that. of the instructions, yeah. Oh, so God. Brett explains the challenge again, says that the three ladies that talk to him in the most imaginative way get a date tomorrow. And the thing, uh, this is where I say the thing under the sheet is revealed and then not revealed. So it's basically a machine on some kind of thing. So we meet Dr. Roy, but under his name on the Chiron, it says not an accredited doctor. So he's just some dude to be there to like laugh. They're I think he's basically a, he's probably a... A, what should we call it like a lie detector test person yeah. like he's basically somebody who mans these machines he reads sensors but like they're making him a doctor for some reason who's who's the doctor love song is that poison no, that's not poison no that's dr feel good oh 
Well, no. no there is a doctor. Patient, love. Oh, doctor I, love is. Uh, I was also thinking of doctor feel good. Okay, yes. yes. So either way, either way, it's not poison. Oh no, is it doctor love or is it love gun? I know they have a song. Love, no, I think the album I think, love gun. No, I think you're right. I think son of a bitch. I think they're both true because all of, now we need all of Kiss's songs are about sex, though, right? Of so course. I mean, so anyway. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it's very sloppy editing. A lot of really weird editing choices during the course of this episode that. We're not necessarily There's some calling Dr. Love by Kiss. Calling Dr. Love. See, I knew it. Apologies. So anyway, so Dr. Roy reveals the plethysmograph. They show what it'll be monitoring. They're like, oh, so we use this cuff to monitor it. And I was like, huh, that's a very distinct shape to probably measure like on your arm. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, they're probably just putting it on his arm, but making it look like that. They're going to put like it on his go somewhere. But then they straight up say, oh, it measures blood flow to the cav- Oh, fuck. I forgot to do this phonetically, but cavernosal, cavernosal, the- basically the main in artery in your terms. dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it yeah. determines blood flow to the penis. Yes. There you go. Or it is like where blood flows because yes. it's an artery. So. When you're getting an erection. Yes. So... <laughs> So the varsity hyenas, as I'm probably going to call them from now on, the varsity hyenas get a full kick out of this because they they see what's happening. They clock what's happening. So we we then get a step by step setup with Brett's explanation. We see like like Mike said, the nurse like snapping on the The glove glove, and him like gulping for dramatic effect. I'm like, who gave Brett permission to be out here acting? Who asked for this? So. Big John takes off his hat, which I'm sure is probably just sweaty and smelly. And I'm not even just saying this because I don't like him, but <laughs> because I just he looks like sweaty all the time. He just looks like he's got a permanent. Because the man's always on. working. He's a big dude. Oh, always working. Never where I'm he's a big dude. Supposed to I'm be. not even close to his height and shit. I'm always sweaty. Yeah, you were. If, if I put a hat on, forget it. Yeah, I know. Trapping so, that fucking heat in Yeah, there? exactly. I've been around enough men who've worn hats to know the inside of the hats are dirty. You, you are dirty, sweaty, disgusting messes. So anyway, wow, so he takes. sexist. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> caught me. Queen of Miss Andrew over here. Big John takes off his nasty hat and makes them draw numbers out of it, which I'm like disgusting. So then they also have to. So I figured like maybe they'd go off into a separate part of the house. Oh, no. Sort of like a confessional type of thing. But no, they make them do this whole to do on. I think I originally thought it was just another round circular bed that they brought in. But I have a feeling that it might be the the thing that rodeo uh, rodeo that uh, Tiffany slept on the night before because it looked like a similar shape. Oh, maybe. And it is in a common area. Just dressed up differently with like a canopy and everything. So anyway, they have to make this sexy phone call to Brett in front of everybody else. Nerve wracking. I would not be into this. Well, I wouldn't be into this for a variety of reasons. But among among them is the fact that I would have to be doing it in front of all my competitors. So we don't see everybody, but we do see a handful of the ladies. Brett. Uh, Brandy C goes first and she's like, I had a dream about you having a picnic and then you started eating food off of me. And he says this is a win-win for him as a diabetic because he gets to keep his sugar levels perfect. That's pretty funny. Have you heard Brett Michaels is a diabetic? He doesn't really talk about it so much. So I mean, he said in the first episode that he has to do four I was shots being, a day. Again, oh, I was, oh, oh. you didn't understand it when I made the joke last just, time. You don't understand it this time. So now it's going to be a running joke that Mike forgets that I know that Brett Michaels has diabetes because Brett is going to bring it up every episode. 
then we see Heather, who I thought would be better at this. I just, I literally wrote, Brandy C, I mentioned the picnic thing. Heather, all I wrote in the description of like her call was eh. Damn, bitch, you're sex personified. Like, you are like the most sex forward, sex positive. Yes. I mean, sex positive by 2000s definitions but like you're the most unapologetically sexual person in this fucking house and you are like lackluster as hell when it comes to i the was expecting sex. like sexy lust voice I was expecting like, her to on, win. Yeah. like she it was boring all of that to say i was un unimpressed she was rhyming just for what purpose more. yeah that was i was expecting and more like the her. rhymes weren't even good it was just it was bad this is also terrible to take notes on not that i'm like give a shit about women being sexual it was more just like a very uncomfortable thing to transcribe like it just i didn't like it so brandy m actually did pretty well i forgot that i liked her but we don't see her at all this episode and she gets left that's out all of, it was and she gets left out of sluts versus bitches yeah. so we she's don't know where she falls. that's why she's awesome she's not like other girls love brandy m <laughs> I feel like she's becoming your number one now. Well, we'll see. My, I think she is my number one, to be honest. That's so funny because she's just cool and you're she's really good looking. She's me. really cool. I mean, of the women that you found attractive in the Flavor of Love universe, I was not surprised by a single one. But like, I've only been surprised with with Rock of Love. Yeah, it's the like, ones where I'm like, oh, you she's son really of pretty. A bitch. I was like, oh, she's really pretty, and you're like, yeah, wait till she's we get fine. to the later then, seasons. You're like, yes, like, and I'm this? like, what? Yeah. Not that again. Not that I disagree, but I just would have never pictured you being it. Like so pink, Jess, spiky Heather, hair, and Brandy M were like my three. I, and like Heather, I only get when I start to think about it. Not that that's any sort of indictment on her or any of these ladies. Like the three that you're naming are all beautiful. Yeah. But like, I guess Heather makes the most sense to me because she's got big '90s wrestler energy, like WWF divas energy. So like she could I have been it. in there when they get to like where they were like the, the divas yes. matches. Yeah, no, and that she got the confidence. Yeah, but either way, uh, so she sucks at it. Uh, Brandy M purrs into the phone, which yes. I was like, oh, good, that's a good choice. Yeah, and we'll see you next week on the episode. Maybe that's like this is the only screen time she. Yeah, got. this is the most we yes. see of her the entire episode. Tamra starts off good, calls him Mister Michaels, which he's he's super into that, and then she just like. You would think that it was literally like she took the instruction of it's like I'm on the road and I'm calling to hear Tell me about how, how day was. Yeah, yeah like, like and oh she's like, God. so I was by the pool. And he's like, OK, cool. I'm, I'm tan. And he's like, he's, she's like, I'm a little tan. I don't know. <laughs> she also doesn't make any sort of attempt at like a sexy voice, because I feel like even if you could be doing anything, but if you get the voice right. The voice is a just, big thing. She's, yeah. you know, talking with the same kind of energy that I'm talking to y'all right now. Yes. And I'm like, that's not sexy. That's, and it's easy to do a sexy voice. Like, that's why, like, I really thought Brandy C was going to shine with this because she has such that, like, light porn starry Ugh. voice that, like, she would have been perfect on a uh, phone sex kind of challenge. Well, because she was kind of doing it, but she was also, like, I guess what she was talking about is But key. she was awkward, yeah. So I guess yeah. the key to winning we're, is, like, I guess we're on a picnic. Yeah, and you're, it's like, like uh, eating food off of me. Well, like, also, because it's, like, when you start with, like, I had a dream about you. Like, it could go it's any like, number of It's, like, a good direct- start. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened in this dream? Yeah, exactly. So, also, shout out to Tamara for not even bothering to steam her satin nightie that she was wearing. <laughs> like, you're going to be on television. It's she, wrinkled as hell. Just giving up. Brett also is, like, not into this at all. Like, they have the machine... Like add at least in effects. Yeah, they have it yep. flatline. Everybody's making faces because they're like, girl, like you would think you'd step it up a little bit. Brett describes her as really odd and we see him hang up on her. 
Brett tells Dr. Roy, I like this, that if he got something off of that, he must have jumped the cord by mistake. That, yeah, that was funny. Brett can be funny. Like, every once in a while, I'm like, that was fucked up, but I laughed. He's growing on you. No, he's actually, it's actually I like him on the show it's, in a way. It's, I actually yeah. am kind of the opposite. Like, really? I liked him more in the first episode, but we'll talk a little bit later well as the seasons why. go yeah then we get magdalene <laughs> can't even say it without laughing side note we got brandy c saying oh she's so tall she's 510 by the way that's tall i mean it's tall for a woman but like that's what i mean but not like so tall and also she's like it's not like she carry she carries herself well like i think being tall isn't in and of itself unattractive it's no not at all she stands with a lot of like poise. oh no she's got like a like Get out of my way, bitches. Like, she's got the confidence yeah, in her walk. Yeah, they apparently, like, the, the varsity hyenas apparently call her Magdalenethal. Ma- no, sorry. Magneanderthal. There we go. Magneanderthal. Magdalenethal actually would make more sense. I don't know. So, uh, and Brandy sees, like, uh, she's much taller than Brett. So I looked it up. Brett is also 5'10". Yeah. So I guess in heels, in heels she might she's be, gonna be jumping up, yeah. But like not so much taller. We're not talking about flavor flav here, no like Brigitte, heels. whatever. No, God. So she says that she wrote a song for him and um it's all, not great. All I wrote was it's absolutely terrible. Um, well, I had to write this part down because it was so cringe. But it's like, I'm gonna see you, my little Brette. And I'm so sure I can make you sweaty. Cringe. Just uh, Heather makes a little bit of a transphobic comment. So we're gonna gloss right that's over that. That's one of the yes. That's, yeah, that unfortunately was like, is one of the big problematic things. Yeah. Brett hangs up, and Doctor and Doctor Roy goes, "That was not good." <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's bad when the doctor has to jump. In has and say to weigh something. in. I mean, the doctor in quotes. Yes. Heavy air quotes on this. Then we get Erin, who um, makes a conscious choice. The only thing I'm going to deduct points for is that she came prepared. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't an original. So she does a dirt. She goes the dirty English nanny route. Like, she goes very specific fantasy route. like she's route. done this before. Not just done this before and not in a way that I think she was like a phone call. The ex- ex-fiance used to but love that's this. that's the thing yeah. is that she came with a routine ready, which I guarantee was something that her ex-fiance, which I wonder is like her current husband. Like, I wonder if they got back together after this. Like I just, Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I couldn't find any answers on that. But... I just was wondering, like, if she had developed that routine with her ex. That was my guess. Because it was ready. She had that in her back pocket, like, ready to go. English, let's do it. Then we have... Oh, so either way, Brett is fucking, like, rock hard after that. Uh, Lacey is up next. And she goes a little bit more of, like, the traditional romantic route. She's like, when we're not together... The wind has been removed from my... It's like the wind has been removed from my sail. And I treat you like a king. And bitchy gang is like laughing their asses off at this. But Brett is super into it. He calls it pure poetry and says he likes poetry and dragons flying around towers. Yeah. Which is a very flave answer, I feel like. Which takes, it's like, what did that have to do with anything? He must love... Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that during the course of the show. I was like, oh, I bet Brett likes Game of Thrones. Red hair. She's the fire queen. Oh, no, that's not what she's called. I forget what she's called. Who? The lady in red. Oh, I wouldn't know. I always why, why did I ask? Like, I would know the answer. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's. You've seen, like, one episode ever. I, that's not true. I watched a season and a half plus. What? Um, 
You watched yeah, the I watched. Season? I watched season one, half of season two, which is kind of where I fell off. I watched the Red Wedding, and I watched. Uh, I basically watched the last season with you. That's true, unfortunately. Yeah. So you've watched like the slowest part and the worst part of the whole show. Yeah. It's like let me not watch the and middle. And then like That's the awesome. the quintessential moment, which I'll always laugh because Ugh. you. We watched it at my mom's house when my brother was home. Do we have to do this? Wait, do we have to give a spoiler alert? Well, no, because I'm not going to go into like. I mean, I don't think we need to at this point. I'm yeah, pretty sure. sure. It's been out forever. Either way. So it's a big dramatic event in the course of the show. Yeah. I think like one of the most important moments in yeah. the entire series. Absolutely. And you guys. Okay, fine. I guess I have to spoil it a little bit. Basically, like everybody in the scene fucking dies. Yes. Right. And it was all. A, yes. Go ahead. So go. you and my brother know that I don't watch the show and are both losing your shit. And you turn to me and you're like, this is a really big deal. And I'm like. Did y'all forget that I literally just graduated with my degree in English? Like, you don't need to tell me that a room full of the entire cast that I had been watching this entire episode just all got yes. murdered. Like, you don't need to explain. First of all, murdering a room full of people in and of itself is probably going to be a big plot point. But, like, I had been watching the entire episode. I had seen all of these people interacting with other people and now they're all dead. You didn't need to explain to me. Like, I think, a I, little figured, bit. I think that I figured it yes. out. Context clues. Uh, so anyway, then we have Tiffany. Again, I kind of would have hoped that she would have done a little bit better. No, but like as bad or Okay, fine. I I take that back. As bad as I thought that she was going to do, she managed to do worse. Like she okay. couldn't, she wasn't capable of thinking anything sexy to say. Also, yes. she has one black satin glove, one long black satin glove on. Just why? Maybe we're two ha- gloves or we're none gloves. Why she, are you even wearing gloves? She had the other and started getting cold. What? Like, what were you going for here? So he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And she says something like, "Oh, is it before or after we were playing ring around the bedpost?" Which I feel like is such like an old timey term yeah. to refer to sex. Well, that's like, shit's the only thing she does. It's the same as the. Well, she's going to say it again. But it's the same with that. I forget what the fuck the other thing she says is. But Why it's the are same. you bleeding out your own curses? I don't know. We need to work through. But this. it's the same. The same as the. Was that before or after? If I'm not mistaken, she does it. She again. does it again. So then she says, "Was it before or after you gave me boxing lessons?" Obviously, all the other ladies are laughing their asses off. I'm not sure what's inherently sex. I guess boxing lessons could be sexy in the right context, but like out of context, it doesn't Depends make a ton no, of this sense. This is just yeah. That, no, it doesn't make sense. Brett refers to it as a blubbering mess, and we get another iconic line from Brett. And what's going on? I love that. I just, it just really tickles me every time he says it. <laughs> like, cause he's like sort of serious, but then also kind of aware that it's a ridiculous thing to say. Yes. That's his tagline. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't take himself that seriously. No, it seems I like think he's is, just a dude enjoying himself. I think that's probably why he is less abrasive than Flav is. Cause Flav, despite being ridiculous, takes himself super seriously. Yeah. And at least Brett, like, knows that he's being an asshole, but well, like, he knows he's being silly and goofy, yeah. but... We'll he's here to un- just enjoy the process. We'll unpack why I'm not a huge fan of Brett later. So anyway, so she sucks, and he, he a couple, with a couple of these ladies, is really clearly trying to, like, coax them and, like, encourage them to he's try trying. to get something from them. And he's like, oh, you gotta give me your fantasy. And she's like, you are my fantasy, which was surprisingly heartbreaking. Huh? I don't know why that was. It was like, oh, man, you're really, like, living for this right now, and you really have, like fucked it up in a way that no other contestant has ever done like 
Oh, wow. Also, her face is bright red, like much more red than the rest of her body, which makes me feel like it's not just it's not just embarrassment. It's the alcohol mixed with it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Her like her, her face is her face like matched her hair while her body was still. You pale see it in, her in, or in some of her other interviews, too. Not the talking heads, but well, I shouldn't say the talking heads. The ones where the producers like pull them aside kind of talking head like in the moment. Yeah. That's where you look and you go, wow, like she's really red right now. And then in the regular talking heads where they're like sitting in like a fake studio or whatever the yeah. fuck it is with the background, she looks normal. I shouldn't say normal. As normal, normal for Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah, I she wouldn't be have shocked. Any, like, skin coloration. I wouldn't be shocked that this either like either she's drinking it could a, be a side lot, effect, yeah. Or I have a feel like we brought up last week, I have a feeling that she's probably mixing her alcohol with some other stuff. Possible. We also get one last opportunity for Tiffany to say Don't threaten me with a good time. And then we get a montage of her doing that like in the last episode so basically brett's like i knew it was her then he hangs up and he hangs up faith uh unsurprisingly she's pretty boring she's also dressed pretty boring she's in like almost regular clothes i couldn't really figure out what was going on with her outfit but yeah she just was it was an underwhelming thing across the board he hangs up on her too doesn't he yeah hangs up on her as well rodeo like ceo of this competition First of all, she's got a very good sexy voice, like from the get go. She's got like a very good tone to her voice. I would honestly listen if she started her own like affirmation podcast, like meditation podcast. Sex- I would listen. Sexy. No, she's got like a very soothing voice, but like can be like that soothing voice. There's a very thin line between soothing and sexy. Mm-hmm. She's getting very into this. She straight up says at one point, I want you to fuck me. Like yes. she's done phone sex before. Yes, clearly. Like She is good at it. And the other ladies are all shook because they're like, oh, there's no way we can compete with this. We she's the last one we see. We don't see Dallas, Jess, Christia, Mia, Sam or Tawny. So Brett comes out from the other room and says he has some great news and some really bad news. So he starts with the bad news. Why he even started really with the bad news? Why he even went to the bad news at all? He could have just said who won. Because you got to embarrass him a little bit. You have to have fun with it. So girl 14 He's like, who's girl 14? And it's Tiffany. And he sort of like, oh, so this is probably your strike three. <laughs> so Was it three or two? No, he says three. He, she had two strikes yesterday. That was the whole thing. He I knew, straight up yeah. says, I, I knew this, at some point this could be your like, strike three. Already. Oh, God. Yeah. So well, then we get bad. a then we get a slurred talking head from her. Like they bleh, from last episode, yes. one of those talking heads where she's in the other dress and she's like, Brett's going to be eliminated tonight. Not me. It's it's, i shouldn't be laughing it's fucked up then he asks who girl 15 was it's faith and he points out that it flatlined he said grandma's apple pie got me hornier it's a very very specific very 2000s expression very american pie yeah exactly which actually i've never seen that either (sighs) i never really had any desire to see it you haven't seen like anything I have no Literally, desire. Any- the only reason I would see it is to listen to the Bechdel cast uh, Matreon episode because Matreon is really where they go in on several movies, like the, mm-hmm. the really misogynistic ones, because I haven't listened to their Hangover yet, but I am so excited because they're going to rip it to shreds. And I say that as somebody who enjoyed the Hangover at the time, like thought it was the peak of comedy. Again, for those of you who don't know, this is 
actually a shill podcast for the Bechdel cast, as well as you're wrong about. It's what you do, yes. <laughs> it's all I talk about. They're both so good. I learned so much. Then he also says, uh, who is girl eight? And that's Tamara. Tamara says, in a t- he basically was just like, oh, you you just didn't do good. And she's like, I was not as sexy as maybe I could have been. And I think that he was really turned off by that. <laughs> it's a very astute observation. Thank you, Tamara. So now on to the good news. So girl number 10, which is Aaron. Yes. He was like, yeah, dirty nanny stuff. That's hot. English thing, but ping. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what I wrote. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the noise. Uh, yeah. Heather is obviously seething about this. She's like, what the hell? She's got a boyfriend. This is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Girl number 16 was Rodeo. He says it went up and stayed up, supposedly referring to the chart. I think that was one opportunity that he could have done a double entendre, but I think he was yeah. like purely referring to the stats. You got to make the the dick jokes it's funny no i don't think he was though that's, oh, that's what thing. i thought he that's no, what he said he, he said that the chart he said that bad went boy up, went up and stayed no up. like the the graph like it charted yeah, up higher and I then feel stayed like he up meant it as a joke as well then girl 12 who was actually lacy she's thrilled to win obviously but pissed to share the date with aaron and rodeo who do you think won as the resident straight guy Probably, I'd say Rodeo overall. Like, who would be your top three of, I guess, well, you didn't see everybody. We don't so, see everyone. But like, of what all you saw, like, eh. who would be who your top talk? three? I mean, Rodeo would probably be one because she just goes kind of all in for it. Yeah. I wouldn't want, like, a dirty English nanny thing. That's kind of weird. It's not your thing. <laughs> like, I honestly, none of them really did anything impressive. So just or, Rodeo? I would probably say Rodeo. Depends on that. That's really pretty much about it. I'm I mean, not, I guess we didn't hear anybody else to see if he would have been able to gauge because we saw yeah. mostly the bad ones. That's how it is. Yeah, or like some just kind of floated in the it was middle. Like or Brandy, and we see like two seconds of. She's just so. like, huh? Like she purrs, and it's all like a fun conversation, which is nice. So she'd probably get thrown in there, I guess. So he tells them that the date is tomorrow night, and now he's off to take a cold shower. Brandy C. Oh. is complaining about Aaron's circus tits, which they keep calling them that throughout the episode. And I'm like, where did this expression come from? I don't know if I've ever heard of that either. I've never heard of circus tits. And, like, I get it. They're big. They're up there and stuff. But they're I mean, like, up there. They're, like, at her chin. She got fake boobs pushed up. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have them, they might as well do it up. wear them high. Flaunt them. Uh, so then oh so either way she's pissed about the circus tits and uh she's like oh they don't even move they're not even fun to play with i, was, I don't know i don't really have an opinion on kinda, the subject you started laughing so clearly you do no i don't i mean i don't like i don't have any experience with fake boobs so i don't know then so brandy sees still pissed and we see we go right to a scene where because her and erin are roommates Along with somebody else, I guess. And Brandy C is saying to Aaron, she's like, I want to kick you. And Aaron's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, what the fuck are you saying to me? And Brandy's like, all I'm saying is that I'm jealous. Like, is that so hard? And Aaron's like, you said you wanted to kick me. And Brandy C is like, I meant kiss. Oh, you're so fucking stupid. Like, I give you a compliment and like, so whatever. And you're get away from me. You said you wanted to 
kick her because you were jealous. How did you expect her it's just to a respond? Really, yes. It's a really rough scene to watch. Oh, yeah, for a variety of reasons. So Aaron's like, um, like, whatever. So basically, it's just hilarious to hear Brandy C call anybody stupid. But also, with it also brings about pretty much anything she says. She makes fun of her, like, fake boobs and all this stuff. It's like, well, yeah, also, yours are too. Well, I guess the idea that, I guess there would be a hierarchy if I had better fake boobs than somebody else. I guess else, that's I true. Would, like, they look brag or, about yeah, that. look, feel more natural or something. Yeah. So, either way, just the idea that Brandy C is calling anybody stupid. And, like, Erin is like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Like, she's like, honey, take a look in the mirror. And then she starts, she does a pretty decent impression of Brandy's voice. I'm not going to lie. But then again, I feel like it's not super hard when you have the framework to begin with. Yeah. Like, a little bit of that, like, Aren't baby you, voice, you really, vocal fry, you, whatever. You almost do a decent one. Yeah, it's not super. Well, because it's, like, Brandy's doing a voice. Like, that's not even it's a regular exactly. speaking voice. All you have to do it's, is... It's actually pretty close. Like, it's not like Jessica from Love is Blind, who's, like, talks like this regularly. And then also does Nick. I love that. I love that. Barnett. Uh, <laughs> so, Brandy's, like... You know what? I'm beautiful and you can't stand it. And Aaron's like, Yeah, you're beautiful in the meth world. I was like, Oh, yikes. And Aaron goes on and she's like, Your name is Trailer Park Hooker Dumb. Which no, is- she went right. At- that was like, You met- you pissed Aaron off and you are done now. Yeah. Well, you're I mean- not smart enough to be in an argument. Well, I so guess, like- well, because that's, I think Aaron Oops, says well. something like that at one point because Brandy keeps calling her stupid. And I mean, Aaron doesn't come across like she doesn't come off like a rocket scientist yeah. but she doesn't come across as stupid no like, exactly she just seems like pretty regular intelligent yeah i don't know so basically i guess the idea that somebody stupid somebody that you consider really stupid or somebody or at least who plays up their stupidity yeah. because i wouldn't exactly call brandy c stupid but i think that she plays dumb Oh, that's definitely to be part that of it, like yeah. Paris Hilton kind of character, which Paris Hilton was also playing that, and will openly mm-hmm. admit to being like a caricature caricature of herself. Yeah. So, I guess like the idea of being called dumb by somebody you consider dumb after a while starts to get insulting. Yes. And she's like, "Oh, you want to call me a hooker? You would look at your fucking tits, like whatever. They're disgusting." <laughs> which is funny because the only reason why that's funny and I'm laughing is because. She calls them clown tits again, circus tits, clown tits, whatever. And, but the caption underneath said cloud titties. Like, she well, calls everybody them clown loves titties. cloud titties. I was like, those sound great. Cloud titties sound great. They are. Nothing better to rest But then on. she said clown. Then Aaron's, oh, this is where Aaron says, oh, it's, it, she's like, oh, yeah, it really hurts coming from somebody of a lower intelligence, such as yourself. I don't want to look at your meth-scratched face any longer. And Brandy C, like, turns on a dime. And she's like, um, actually, I got into a car accident. Which I'm not, I don't mean to do it like that to make it like I'm making fun of her. It just was, like, interesting how all of a sudden, like, that shook her. That's what she gets. Because I would assume that it was probably, based on the time that this was filmed, it had probably been well, depending on she, because she said last June, so I would assume that it was several months prior. Yeah, at least. And like we find, because obviously like, this is before May. Because we'll find. She mentions. I don't know if you wrote it, but I don't think I have the number where she f- mentions how many uh, stitches she, she does. I have has. that. I have that later on. And like so, the amount is like, hold. That's a lot of fucking stitches. Yeah. So Brandy is. So Aaron walks away from this discussion. I feel like the car accident thing was kind of said as Aaron was already yeah. walking away. 
And Brandy C just like fully breaks down and she's crying. And I don't she's get like, the whole meth scar thing too. Brandy C, it's not like Brandy C's a bad looking girl. I mean, we can't see the scars up close and like the quality of camera. Like yeah. it's not like we can tell. Even in her talking heads, like she's a cute girl. And she's fine, but like I don't think I mean I never I didn't look at her and think like oh that's somebody with a scarred up face. Yeah. But then again, like the quality of the camera, like you might be able to see it differently when you're like arguing with her in, in your person. face. Yeah, and true. plus, I mean, it's a tough area because it's like I understand people's inclination to immediately like if somebody's insulting you. And granted, Brandy C did insult her appearance, so her response was to insult her appearance back. Yeah. But the thing is when you take especially with scars i think you run the risk of because it, like it's one thing you to say like story. a bad yeah. boob job scars yeah. most likely have a story yes and like the best case scenario so like, oh, i, I mean, fell off my even bike then, like know. even if it was meth like the idea that she would have turned her life around from being a drug addict was like you know kind of impressive <laughs> So, I don't know. It just was... I mean, obviously, nobody was really thinking that much. And in the heat of the yes. moment, you just want to say something that hurts somebody. So, I get it. And she's, like, crying in the closet. And Christy is comforting her. Then we have a whole other beef going on in a separate grill, so to speak. A bunch of the ladies in another room are, like, going through their suitcases. I don't know what they're getting dressed for or doing or whatever. But Heather is, like, pulling out stuff from her bag. And she's like, oh, look at this. My dog chewed it. And Dallas goes, like, without even turning her head, like, without missing a beat, Dallas goes, you need to kill your dog, dude. <laughs> I'm not laughing at this well, anime at because I was more just... first you think, like, oh, it might be it's a joke. And well, then like, you find out, like, no, like, she would kill animals I, if she could. So, you remember how you were saying before that you would have liked more talking heads about the Jess and Lacey thing? Yes. This is a moment where it's, like, I would have liked another, some talking heads from Dallas kind of explaining herself. So, because at first, Heather, like, because, you know, you would think that somebody says that and it's, like, oh, an offhand kind of, like... Yeah. They're you know, saying it to get a rise out of someone slash, like, try to be well, funny. Well, no, not even that. Or just, like, saying it, like, kind of, like, offhand, like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'd kick that. Like, if that was my kid, I'd beat their ass type of thing. Okay. Where it's, like, it's not funny, but, like, you, it's, like, supposed to be, like, a flip sort of dramatic overstatement. Mm. And Heather's, like, oh, whatever. And, you know, like, I love my dog. Like, I don't think, like, the comment even fully registered to her as, like, yes. serious. Because Heather's, like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. You know, whatever. And Dallas goes no like kill all pets fuck animals in general um like i don't i only wear animals and eat them yeah so lacy is at this point like oh fuck no because lacy is a PETA lover hopefully she's not still because they're pretty terrible she says in this moment that she realized that dallas is a heartless hateful bitch so Lacey's like, oh, like Dallas, do you have pets? And Dallas is like, well, I had a rabbit, but then also like rabbit skin coats. So whatever. Ha ha ha. And like just keeps driving the point home that she's like, oh, I wear animal skin yes. and I, I wear eat animals. Meat. I eat animals. That is it. And Lacey says, look, the, the only advantage of her saying all this shit is that now I have somebody else with a like that I can focus my attention on kicking out. So, like, it's one. Always got to be one. It's one easy reason to get rid of somebody. Yes. To, like, because that's going to be her plan now is to just start picking people off like a sniper. Also, I thought it was interesting that, like, Heather, despite kind of starting this conflict and, like, you would think would jump on an opportunity to, like, gang up on another person, is, like, off to the side, not participating in this conversation at all. I mean, maybe she just didn't think it was serious. Well, I mean, once you say, I mean, because the thing is, I, I still don't think that she's serious. Or, yeah. But, like, 
Because that's the part. I feel like a very jar. It's regardless. It's a very jarring thing to hear somebody say. This is where it's, as I said, like she might become my most hated in this moment. God, you are so white. I think, I don't know. So this, the reason why I'm saying I would like to hear a talking head from Dallas is so I can properly gauge... And I don't want to make it sound like I'm siding with Dallas just because she's a black girl fighting with white girls. But it's more just like it's such a ridiculous over the top thing to say that I'm like, I feel like I needed a talking head for her to either be like, hey, I really fucking hate animals. I actually like don't fuck with animals. And here's why. Or say I was just trying to piss her off. Like because that's I assumed that she was just trying to trigger her because she was just like, whatever, I don't fucking like you anyway. And like whatever, like. Lacey could have been like the sky is blue and Dallas would have been like absolutely not it's green and that would have just you know that would have just been Dallas's hill to die on did you also write down the next thing she says that if there was an animal like oh yeah oh I forgot about this line before I said all of that sorry so she's like She's like, how can you be a good person and condone cru- cruelty to animals? And it's not like I'm somebody who, like, is a people first issue. Not that I don't give a shit about animals. I'm a pet owner. I'm a pet lover. But, like, I'm more of, like, a people person. Like, we've talked about this before on the episode of Charm School with Danielle, where we're, like, people who are just, like, animals are better than people. Like, mm. sometimes there's, like, a Only larger issue that kind of comes attributed to that. But it's tough to kind of put into words. But anyway, I... Still, like, as much as I'm, like, people first, issue, people issues first, whatever. Like, I feel like saying you want to, uh, if there was an animal right here, right now, I'd slit its throat. I'd be like, um, yikes, yes, gross, exactly. that's terrible. But this is why I'm, they don't do Dallas any favors by not giving her a chance no, to. No, I would, yes. Well, her going, like, I'd slit its throat. I'd be like, wow, she said that a little, like, way too comfortable. But part of me thinks that, I'm sure they probably did ask her about it, but then decided not to include it. Just leave it because it's going to build a storyline. Well, I think also it was easier to make her, like, a clear-cut villain that way. True. Not that, I don't know. Like, it just, I just feel like it's weird to not give her the opportunity to explain it. Because I assume that she would have probably tried to defend it and say, oh, I didn't really mean it. It was just bullshit. That has to be the response she gave, because I feel like if she said something to the effect of like, no, seriously, like, fuck it. Well, no, actually, I take it back because I feel like if she said something like, no, actually, fuck animals. I hate them all. They would probably be like, um, we don't really need. They can't that put that in on the there. same yeah. way. Oddly enough, in the same way that they changed out the end, like they censored out the N word yes. for, Tiffany, for Tiffany, where it's like, we don't need extra hate on this woman. So I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Dallas, if you're out there listening and you want to clear the air, we'd love to hear from you about just, it. Just tweet. Yeah. Be like, I was not deadly serious. No pun intended. Or I a guess. scale, um, a scale one to ten. Like, how, how, serious how serious were, were you? you? Right. So, yeah, but then it turns right. Like, I as much as I'm like, you know, I'm not like an animal person. Like, I wouldn't ever condone animal Slitting harm. A animal throat, right there. Fucking yeah. Cra- I was, right. Like, I was so dark. Nope. Oh, God. That wow. felt like a really bad pun. I'm sorry. Um, so Lacey's like, I'm not sleeping in the same room as you. That's disgusting. So Dallas moves out, which actually... D- well, actually, this she does kind of explain it a talking head because Dallas is a talking head. She goes, Lacey will not stop talking. She causes trouble. I need to go chill away from this fucking skank hoe bag, which is such a 2000s thing to call somebody. Yeah, this is where I say in my notes, I would have liked a talking head kind of clarifying mm. her stance on the issue, but I guess we'll never tell. 
So Brandy C also has her room all packed up at this point. And Lacey's like, well, the animal hater left our room so you can move in if you want. And Brandy is still crying, like fully mascara running down her face, which makes me feel like she probably cried off her mascara before and then reapplied it and then is crying it again because it looks pretty fresh. So she tells Lacey what Erin said. Well, she tells Lacey that Erin was making fun of her for being in a car accident. Very different. Which is not at all what Erin did. Like, we're not saying what Erin did was nice, but there is a big difference between calling out somebody's scars when you don't know the source and finding out that somebody was in a car accident and being like, fuck you, you fucking bitch. Then Heather rolls up in her fucking bandana, very 2000s bandana, and she's like, what's going on? Who's pissed at who? Because she needs to be in the mess. Damn right. And Brandy sees like, some girl was making fun of my car accident. I also love the idea that they're all ready to fight for each other's honor, despite knowing each other for almost exactly 24 it's hours. Two da- it's maybe two days. Not yeah. e- at the most. At yeah. the most, it's two days. Heather, of course, is like still complaining about Erin needs to be out of here anyway because she's still in love with her ex, which is, again, like not at all what you should have. In the same way Brandy C. took the wrong thing away from the conversation, you took the wrong thing away from what yes. you overheard Erin saying. So Heather, Brandy C., and Lacey all walk off. Then we see Brandy C. and Christia walk up to Brett's door. What we find out is Brett's door. Even though it's on like the main floor. Did you notice that? Is he? The, they're up. They're all the ladies rooms are upstairs, I think. And his is on the main floor. I mean, I'm assuming he doesn't like stay there every night. Yeah. But he's actually around. I have to give him credit. He's around a hell of a lot more I mean, than he was Flav working out was. in the morning. It's like, well, what the hell are you doing here? He was there a hell of a lot more than Flav was, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you're here, but you have to stay separated from them for a while. Well, I mean, I'm sure that he doesn't want to spend all his time around them and, like, still has stuff that he needs to do. And they were probably like, uh, ladies, don't come outside. Brett's working out right now. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, like, I think it's... I think he also is easier to like because we see more of him than we see a Flav. When Flav hops on the scene, he's just doing something fucking ridiculous and then fucks off. And then we just only see the ladies interacting with each other. This is not only drama that comes from the ladies interacting with each other, but the ladies interacting with Brett. So they knock on his door with a big BMB written on it, which I assume is Brett Michaels band. I guess. Because he has it written on a hat later. So I guess that's just Well, because I guess at the time, yeah, Poison thing. wasn't, I guess, together at the time. I don't know. So Big John ultimately lets them in. And Brandy C. in a talking head is like, Brett really needs to hear about this. And I'm really upset. And he's the only person who can console me. So Brandy C. tells him the story. She is still in her lingerie, by the way. At least Christy has well, changed. If she, every Christ- time she's around him, she's always going to have her boobies out. Yeah. Christy, well, you could still have your boobies out and be, like, dressed. That's true. Christia has actually changed into a graphic tee and camo pants. Very 2000s. I love it. You love to see it. So she explains that she was in a car accident last June and that she had 47 stitches to her face. So Brett is pissed. He seems genuinely pissed. I will give him that. But he also, like, he's pissed to Brandy's face, but then in a talking head, he goes, I know somewhere under those humongous double Ds there there was a heart of gold in there somewhere about Aaron. (laughs) Like, this is like, I think this is what Sarah of Sarah Hunt, mm-hmm. who's guested on the show several times, has like told, kind of warned me about with him, which is like, he is like trying to be really sincere. Well, no, not even really. He like tries to tell us that he's being really sincere, but he can't ever not talk about being distracted by their looks. 
Like, this is the first of several instances that it happens during the course of this episode. But Brandy C. then is like, it's like a disability to me. It's something I can't help. Like, if I was in a wheelchair, would you make fun of me for it? No. I don't have a ton to unpack about this because I'm not disabled, so I'm not really in a position to weigh in on it. But the conversation of ableism or like comparing yourself to a disabled person is a complicated one. And at first I was like, girl, what? Like it is not a disability. Like, I mean, I get it's a disability in that it's something she can't help, certainly, but like it's not comparable to being in a wheelchair. But because I'm not super knowledgeable about this kind of stuff, I decided to reach out to a friend of mine. This person is like a pretty I don't know. I would consider them a prominent name in the world of disability activism. That's, that sounded like a weird name drop flex. I'm sorry. But anyway, so yes. I asked I asked them, you know, here's the situation. Is is this considered a disability? And they said, now, it's kind of multifaceted that it doesn't meet a definition of disability by government standards. Like it doesn't affect her ability to care for herself in any way or most likely probably not directly, but it probably does affect her social interactions and her ability, well, potentially her ability to get a job, although not really. And, you know, stigma, whatever. Plus, this was actually a pretty solid point. There could be chronic pain associated with the results of the accident. That's true. I was like, huh, that was very helpful perspective. So just in case, I mean, that that doesn't really give a full answer. Basically, the 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 point is, is that it's complicated, but I liked, you know, having that complex answer. Yes. For anybody that was curious about the ableism of that scenario. Um. Also, Brett is terrible in this moment. He says that when Brandy spoke in that little titmouse voice, it just turned him on beyond any belief. This is what I'm talking about, where he does that shit where she's like, hey, this person said this thing and it was really triggering to me for this reason and whatever. And he's like, damn, you're fucking hot. I see what you're saying and how that is the problem. Yes. Yeah, that's. It's like you're literally telling me your issues lot. and why you're upset, but and all it's I a perfectly can think valid about reason. Like, as much as I don't I really fuck with, naked. as much as I don't really fuck with Brandy, like that is a valid reason. And granted, like, do I think that she should cut Aaron a tiny bit of slack because she had no way to know? Uh, yes, but also I generally understand why she was upset, and I even to a degree understand why she's twisted it in her mind to be like she's saying it's like she's making fun of my accident, like by making fun of her scars, you are in her mind yes. making fun of the accident which obviously i'm sure was not aaron's intent no not at all and i think she if aaron no, I knew that wrote, like i literally I guarantee wrote, if aaron knew she wouldn't she have. didn't actually say anything about that it was pulled in by brandy because she actually had no prior knowledge yeah so you can't hold aaron on right that. no so like all of this to say i understand what brandy i mean i empathize with what brandy is feeling but just the idea that brett could just be like yeah, I know you're telling me really personal things, but, like, I can't stop staring at your tits. So before she leaves, they very aggressively make out, and she skips on out the door. I pointed this out to you. He looks like a terrible kisser to me. Folks, you if you want to weigh in on this, he just comes, because he just approaches you with his mouth already wide open. Oh. Yeah, like, he's, like, about to fucking dementor your ass. Like, just fucking suck your soul out. The Say worst it. part there about prison... It's the Dementors. I, I was like, I knew. You knew it was coming. As soon as I said Dementor, I was like, fuck. Prison Mike. You got a good life. You got a good life. 
So then we get, then we start the next day. The ladies are sitting in the living room, um, a little bit more casual than we're used to seeing them look. I uh, did not recognize Christia right away. Really? I almost didn't because I was like, who is that? Oh, my God. Just because she's n- normally so made up, done up, whatever. And she's just chilling with her fucking Jeffrey Dahmer looking glasses on and just chilling. Look at you getting all judgy. No, I just was surprised. No, I know, I know, I know. You Brandy's... see them out of their TV element. It's kind of like, what's Well, they're happening? like, they're character. on. Yes. yes. So Brandy C. reads the note, which I always feel like is so fucked up that they make them all sit there for a note for something that only involves three of them. Yes. So for the three girls who made me quiver, let's spend some time alone. The rest of you who didn't deliver, you have to stay at home. Not a bad rhyme yeah gotta give credit i mean i'm sure brett didn't write these, no it's vh1 like, people that are just like how do we i wonder if he has to approve rhyme? them because technically if he's like a songwriter it kind of hurts his brand the idea that like it's claiming to be him writing it you know yeah no that's true they do say it's a note or whatever they want to call it from yeah. brett so it continues and says get ready for tonight my girls you know the stakes are high four of you will pack your bags and have to say goodbye Aaron, like, kind of realizes, like, we've seen many a time on Flavor of Love where it's like, fuck, if I want to stay here, I'm going to have to up the ante a little bit. So we cut straight to the remaining ladies waiting in the living room. Then Brett comes down. They all kiss him. And then they hop in a limo. So he takes them to, I thought it was a very interesting date, the Jim Henson Studios, because according to Brett, it's apparently one of the few places on earth that all musicians love to go to record. I tried to find a history of who's recorded there. And basically, it kind of just seems like a lot of different people, but most notably, and there are four different like sound studios there. I went to their website and everything, mm-hmm. which you would think they'd have a better website, but they don't. Um, most notably, though, in Studio A, which I don't believe is where they were, We Are the World was recorded there. Oh, wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. Fun fact. We meet Don Was, or Don Was, I... I Close don't. Enough. I don't know how to pronounce. I it, I know it's obviously spelled W A S because we can't determine. Yeah. So Brett. Brett's I think actually it's Don was. Don was. Was. Either way, Don. Uh, and Brett's like kind of fangirling a little like, bit. No, Did you notice? And that's the thing with us not knowing his name. It is no disrespect to this guy. And we're just like pushing off because clearly this guy is a name in the business. I mean, we are people who were like, I, I personally who... was like losing my shit over the babyface Teddy Riley battle. I was just exactly. like reading babyface's entire production discography out loud to yes. Mike the other day. And did you, you did some research on this guy though? Oh yeah. I mean, I, He's, it's mostly um, rock names. Yes. Primarily. Where um, you now see why, obviously, Brett Michaels I mean, would be like, holy shit. I mean, the three shit, that they name, the three people that they give as, like, his major credits, like, it's not like it's just these three big names and then a bunch of other random people. Yeah. Like, he's worked with a lot of people, and these were just, like, making these the three most recognizable names in a sea of very recognizable yeah. names. So he's worked with Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, and Elton John. Yes. I think like a bunch of like, I forgot. Who, I think he won. He got some very prestigious award with Willie Nelson. Really? Yeah. Like I, you know what? Let me just fucking pull it up. Hold on. Also worth noting in the interim, he is a white dude, but he has dreads during this scene. Oh, he served as the musical director or and or consultant for several motion pictures such as Thelma and Louise, The Rainmaker, Hope Floats, Phenomenon, Tin Cup, Honeymoon in Vegas, Eight Seconds, Switch, The Freshman, Days of Thunder, Michael, Pret-a-Porte, Boys on the Side, Toy Story, and The Paper. Hmm. 
He directed and produced a documentary about Brian Wilson, debuted at Sundance and won the San Francisco Film Festival's Golden Gate Award. Wow. Yeah, he's worked with Carly Simon, Bonnie Raitt, the B-52s. He actually produced the album that Love Shack is on. Michael McDonald, Iggy Pop, more Bonnie Raitt, Ringo Starr. Roy Orbison, Willie Nelson, David Crosby, Jackson Brown, Waylon Jennings, Travis Tritt, Richie Sambora, Garth Brooks, Hootie and the Blowfish, Bare Naked Ladies, Chris Christopherson, Old Crow Medicine Show, Elton John, Leon Russell, Ziggy Marley, John Mayer. Either way, like he's when worked I, with a lot, a of, lot of really here. good names. Did he produce the Poison album? I don't think he's. I don't see Poison in these credits at all. So maybe he just it was makes working me wonder with how Brett they know each this. other. I mean, I think you're just around these people. That's true. Like it VH1 could have Poison. Even I mean, out at Poison also doesn't really seem like his kind of thing. But also, like the music that Brett has made since, it kind of seems this that seems more like a his alley so it kind of makes sense why in this context they've worked together he pulls up a song for the ladies and plays it for them it's like a brett song he says uh brett says to us and them that it's a challenge for them basically to kick it up a notch so they'll all be contributing to the song the song kind of sucks like you can agree on that right even prior to the ladies contributions to it so Lacey goes first and she reminds us for the millionth time that she's a musician and this is totally her element and like she totally connects with Brett on this level and like nobody else has this connection with him because she's a musician. I don't actually hate her singing. It kind of reminded me of like Lisa Loeb a little bit or just you know what it reminded me of that song from Clueless the supermodel song. I want to be a supermodel. That's what her voice sounded like to me. Interesting. So I was like, I don't, it's not my style, but I definitely don't hate it. And I don't think it's bad. Like it's just, it's just not my kind of music. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't doubt, like, despite how sarcastic and kind of over it I was, like with her talking about it, she can clearly play the drum. She can, she can sing. It's just not my genre. I don't get a ton. She's actually the one doing the most singing. Like she's kind of doing backup singing. I don't get a strong chemistry between them. I think that they would make much better friends. Yes. No, I agree with that, too. Like, there's no... And also, I think, like, she doesn't give off a particularly sexual energy. Like, she wants... Like, you look at the way... And that's not to take anything away from her. She's just not somebody who's overtly, like, sexual like that. Yes. Or at least, especially the way the others are on the show. Yeah, I mean, mean, obviously in in comparison. But I think that she's more just kind of, like regular and at one point he does try to like kiss her and she's like just focused on like the music so i'm just like that's all i needed to see which i like i said i don't think that there's like no chemistry there like what is she doing here but i think that there i don't there would have never been a romantic sort of thing for her and i also think that he's not her kind of rock star yeah i mean she's married to like a rock guy now so you do see it as you were just saying it's very friends as opposed to it reminds you of mark and Jessica yeah little, well no not like, even yeah good yeah actually yes it's like right i think that <laughs> they would make Megan. i think that they would make great yeah. really good they could like, talk to each other friends about shit. like collaborators like yeah. like creative partners totally i just don't see them having a romantic thing yes then we get rodeo obviously 
as per usual, this is the funniest thing she's ever experienced in her life. From the second she goes, she's just, I, I don't even know whether to call it nervous laughter or what. She's just like, just everything is the funniest thing she's ever experienced. Yeah. I'm she's happy that she's enjoying herself. Life. Yeah. She's high on fucking life. H O L. Well, you don't need to abbreviate everything. Uh, I don't really know what to call what she's wearing. It's like not long enough to be a gown, but it's like too, but also not formal enough to be a gown, but it's also like not formal enough. She looks like something she'd wear. Like it's a very cruise formal night outfit, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's pretty funny. But it's very sparkly and it's got like a cowl neck and like a very low back, which she can pull off because she's in fantastic shape. Yeah, her body's insane. I have in my notes here, like, I love that everything she ever does is the best and most exciting thing she's ever done. <laughs> so she's like, especially because of not only just the way she's always like laughing and smiling very aggressively, but like just the way she is just like, oh my God, Brett and I are so in tune. And it doesn't even seem fake or put on. Like everything is just... The best thing she's ever done. It's and like she's, she's so happy to be there. She signed up for it. Having an idea of what might happen and how this might be. And like, as you're saying, like everything just blows her mind. She's with Brett Michaels, who maybe she's had a crush on I believe forever. Because you, were, they were, what, five years apart? You yeah. Said? Like, this could be, this is a fucking dream come true for her. Yeah. I mean, listen, don't, don't have me with a good time. Exactly. Uh, you no. enjoy yourself, Rodeo. You yeah, have no, a good time. I, I, I'm surprised how much I'm standing Rodeo. I did not expect it. She goes back into her sweet spot with the competition and starts, like, moaning into the mic. And as that much as funny. I, what's funny is, like, I wanted to hate it, but she was, like, really good at it. And it didn't sound fake or, like, too put on. Like, it sounded like good music moans. Good music moan. Like if you had to add moaning to a song, I think like the tone of her voice fit. I don't know. So in a real Guns and Roses uh and but vibe. like Brett is ruining it by in the back going like, uh 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 like literally like that. It's so weird. Yeah. And he wants her to picture this, what it'll be like. All of this catches Don was off guard and uh low-key a bonding moment for Aaron and Lacey because they're both looking at each other like girl. Whatever, well, the, whatever is, the white woman version of girl is. The funny thing is, too, it seems like with Don was during this whole thing, like he looks he he's we, just like, what did I get myself into? He's whatever. like, I am waste. What the fuck am I doing? here? Because the whole thing with this, too, is like, as we said, he although maybe they never worked together. It could be. All right. We're using Jim Henson Studios because somehow they're related to like the big owner of every fucking TV studio. Did like, you ever uh, VH1 is owned by. Who is it? Not MTV, but yeah, they're all like, owned yeah, by the same company. Yeah. They could just be like, oh, well, they also own this studio. We're going to oh, go Oh, no. Jim Henson this. has nothing to do with that. You know who Jim Henson is, right? Yeah, I know. Well, okay. that's why when they said it, I was like, oh, like, are they going on like a puppet kind of day? I know. Like, I they're going to do something crazy. I, I was like, Jim up. Henson. I thought that too. This is cool. Um, <laughs> okay, now I have a question to sort of contextualize how I felt like Don was in this context. So have you ever had a night, and I'm saying this as a girl who spent time at frat houses, because you lived in a house full of dudes, like rugby dudes, football dudes, whatever. So a, a group of guys with a shared interest okay. or activity. And like, do you ever have a night where you were all just kind of like chilling as bros? And then one guy who's like constantly trying to fuck, like bring some ditzy girl and her friends around. And you kind of have this moment where it's like, these girls are fucking up the vibe because they're so try hard. Never really saw too many try hard, I guess. I guess because you went surprisingly to a, going you went to, to a like college, a school. I, I was going to say you went to a college that was basically a high school. So. It was it's yes, it was private small school, 
Like literally, I think our high school had as many people as your college. No, had. not as many, but it, it, Close. it's not crazy far off. Yeah. And then over the years I was there, this actually the college got a lot more popular. But distinguished alumni John Cena might have something to Why? do. Why now with you're that. telling everyone what school? We've talked about it before. Bum, 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 bum. Well, nobody saw him, so. Oh, all American. He wasn't there at the same time as John Cena. No, I was not. John Cena was there well before me. John Cena is over 10 years old, just over 10 years older than me. Is he really that old? Yeah, he's like 42. He just had his birthday. We just had that trivia question that said, who's the oldest? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, I did know that. Okay, never mind. His birthday actually just, that's really weird. It literally was in like the last week and most two weeks. That's fine. So... Well, there's a funny story with it because Vince McMahon put out this whole thing, like a whole fucking tweet, right, writing thing about him. Happy birthday, John Cena. And then someone like quote tweeted it and just put like the picture from when he wished his own son, Shane McMahon, happy birthday. And it just says, happy birthday, <laughs> Shane McMahon. That's it. And it's like a I actually just, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that for a variety of reasons. I just retweeted Vince McMahon because The Rock's birthday was yesterday from the time that we're recording this. Yes. And he put up this whole thing about like. Oh, I saw what you It's do. about, like, you're, like, the perfect example of, like, perseverance and hard work. I'm explaining it badly, but it just felt very much, like, it basically felt like a bootstrap sentiment to people of color. Well, not, you have to I understand really that The Rock had the Rock very hard stories. time. He okay, had, like, but, some like, fucked up shit. The Rock shit had a hard time, but also he's, like, a legacy, so it's not, like, completely out of left field that he became famous. That you he know? could be a wrestler, yeah. Hey, you want to go... We'll go back and we'll watch his first oh, match. Not only, is it's your crazy dad, not, go, not only is your dad a wrestler, but on your mom's side, there are a bunch of wrestler people. You're a legacy. It's not, like, some complete yeah, Cinderella story. Yeah, what he did. If this is not a wrestling podcast. We need to get back because Sorry. we were about to lead up to the iconic line of the week. I just, I fucking love rodeo so much. It is. Oh my God, did I get aroused? <laughs> oh boy. Baby, that was good. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, your impression of that i'm not gonna play it i'm just so for a little peek behind the curtain we're just fully brain melted at this point a peek behind the curtain uh the way we record talking heads is i don't play it typically i just read it from my notes normally without as much enthusiasm i went all in so you're just gonna have to imagine what it sounded like because i'm not fucking playing it for you guys uh, so she also is just like it's the it's the funniest thing she ever heard. And like Love she's it. like cracking cracking it. herself up. It's just I'm it's... very happy for her happiness. And this was interesting because we don't see him do this with Lacey, but we see him do this with the other two ladies. That there is a couch and a coffee table inside yeah. the studio space, and they just like sit there and make out. While just, Don like, was just sits there and has to watch this bullshit. Right? He's like, Sorry, whatever Don. whatever he was getting paid, it was not enough. But the, I'm sure he was getting paid bank, well, because but it was not enough. I know we're going to get into the Aaron's the same thing. They go in there. She does her little fucking weird nanny voice to be part of the song. I mean, well, okay. So I have to give credit where credit's due because I think this is what saves her at the end of the day is because coming off of Rodeo, they literally cut straight to Aaron off in the corner and Brett literally being like, so like... You're not going to record anything. And she's like, oh, no, I fucking suck. You know, and Brett taking lemons and turning them into horny lemonade goes, 
oh, she's never recorded in a recording studio before. She's never been to a recording studio before. It's like I'm taking her studio virginity. And I was like, well, because he does this thing where he kind of implies stuff in a way where it's like, oh, I see what he's getting at. And then he gets to what he was getting at (laughs) immediately after I write it down in my notes. But... She does end up getting behind the microphone. He is clearly the most physically attracted to her out of the three of them. Again, because her boobs are up to her chin. And I can say that, like, you know, sometimes you say that and you mean it, like, facetiously. Like, no, it's... They're up there. Her talking head, they're like, you think, like, where the clavicle is? You know what I realized? Like, I, like, she accidentally, like, gave me big... What is it? What is what are those ladies called? Cock destroyer, the cock destroyer ladies, the British porn stars with the really big fake boobs. Somebody out there knows what They're I'm talking called the about. Cock destroyers? Yeah, they call they refer to themselves as the cock destroyers, and I would t- Google it uh, on an incognito browser on your own on your own time, not company time. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's the vibe that I'm getting from her in this moment. Or for those of you on Twitter, there's a tweet that comes up every Sunday. I don't know if this lady is one of them, but. It's this British lady with big giant fake tits. And she goes, fuck, it's a Sunday. That's what she posts? No, she doesn't. No, it's. What does it mean? Never mind. I can't explain the internet to you. Anyway, so all, he's the most physically attracted to Erin. Uh, he's all up behind her, like touching on her and stuff. She does the nanny thing again, which props to her for improvising. So this is what I'm saying. I think saves her at the end of the day. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the end. But. I think that if she would have just been like, no, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, plus all the other shit that comes out against her, Brett would have sent her home. But I think yeah. the fact that she was willing to go along, which, yeah. I mean, if you're if we're talking about taking virginities here, the idea that he was eventually able to coax her into it despite her protest not to do it, questionable. But thankfully, this is the only context I've ever heard of something like that related Jesus. to Brett Michaels. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So then they go off and sit on the couch where he was just making out with Rodeo. And she's like, listen, I know that I'm like not as in your face as a lot of these other ladies, but I'm worth holding on to and worth getting to know. And it literally like it trails off while she's speaking because they have Brett doing a talking head where he's like, I can't focus on anything but her boobs. I can't blame him on this I mean, one. I, I'm sorry. So I those like things are I literally I like wrote I, wabam right in your face. I feel like like the longer the episode went on, the more I was like, they're distracting. Like They, they are. are. It was, really is. If we were having a conversation like you and I and you had yours just pushed up really like that. It's like, we've been married for a little bit, all this. It's like, I still wouldn't be able to. Well, that was, I told you. It's like, we're not having a conversation. I've told you this before. I think I've said it on the podcast in general before, is that my mom's rule for being outfits with cleavage is if I can't stop staring at it and I am not only your mother, but a heterosexual woman, you've got too much cleavage going on. So that's kind of the case with Eris. She's got definitely got way too much cleavage for my mom's rule. She she just walk around with like pasties on her nips. I mean, we do see him sort of make attempts at solid eye contact, but like he's fighting. He's, you see he's, it in his face. Is, yeah, he is. He's like, struggling. do not look down. Do not and look like, down. Do and the thing is, down. when we do hear him speaking, when she's responding, I mean, fine. If you want to credit him as like listening, it sounds to me more like that Pete Davidson Chad sketch. Okay. 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 
That's all he's doing. That's all he's saying salt- in response. Like, what, or, like, let's say he, like, grabbed, not like a blanket or something, but let's say hypothetically he grabbed, he said, listen, like, I really want to talk to you. Do you mind if we just cover this real quick? I feel like is there's that just no funny? way, there's no way to broach the subject that's not cringy. You know who's low-key well, icons? Is, yeah. You know who's, like, low-key icons for, like, maintaining eye contact? Uh, I remember this from Tumblr years ago, is Josh, Josh Hutcherson. They have this picture of him doing this, like, uh, red carpet interview and he's literally at because he's short he's like at boob level with this woman and he's still making oh uh, i think i remember that too they show like a bunch of and you know who else oh wait no tom hiddleston i forgot if the opposite was true that he was like not staring like but it was staring like a castmate you get a she glance. catches him yeah. and she's like and they're both like oh sorry yeah anyway how did like, the fuck did we get here i'm sorry there. guys we're ex i feel like we were really good last week about not going off too much and now and now we just got into a boob tangents we're off the deep end um he does another talking head that sounds like another bad romance novel where he talks about her massive lovely breasts that are clouding his thought process she does have cloud tits after all that right <laughs> cloud tits only he know or were they soft enough though they don't look it Oh, sorry, girl. Well, they're gone now, so all right. She still looks good, though. No, she's beautiful. Like, like facially very pretty. Absolutely, hundred percent. We do go back to the house for a quick bit. Heather is explaining how the house is split up into two groups. This is again where she's clearly appointed herself as the alpha because she's like, my girls are the bad girls, and I've named them the varsity club and the A team. Like it seems like it was kind of a team effort. It also or at can't least, be that much. You can't have two fucking. It's names. also not like you champion this cause and you had like a bunch of people arguing against you. Like, no, I think we should call ourselves this, and yeah. like you just won the vote you know like you just are the most bossy personality and people respond to that because they're all pretty passive varsity squad yeah they start making signs with like lined legal pads but then nail polish and i'm like how do you have legal pads but not markers make that make sense and also don't waste nail polish on this so then they do the production does this thing that's like a graphic the background graphic that they put over the screen are two somebody pushing their boobs together with this text on the screen relax with (laughs) a text coming across the screen that looks like the old a-team logo like the tv show yeah actually that movie i've seen I'm not surprised. Were you with me? No. It was in college. It then has, they then get like title cards, like name cards. So we have Heather, the captain, Lacey, the instigator, Tawny, the body, who gets that name because this is when we see her tits, like her full, we see full nipple. Yeah. And the Barbie twins who get the brains. Also, I want to establish through this whole thing about, like, we're the A-team. Like, we're cool. We're going to make signs for our room with nail polish. I just want to remind everybody that this group is the oldest collection of people in the house. So, well, no, not really. Not of the old. They're too old to be doing this is my point. Especially when your biggest enemies are generally 23. So, again... Lacey, as we mentioned earlier, is 31, Heather's 32, Tawny's 28, and the Barbie twins are 26. So too old to be like, you can't sit with us. We go back to the date very quickly. Brett has them play the song back. It literally sounds worse, uh, but nonetheless, solid idea for a date. Yeah, it's a good time. Better than I think anything Flav ever did with any of the ladies. I... 
would probably agree with that. I don't think he's done anything like this. I think the only cool thing besides like the cast trips, which are not really his, I mean, they're none of it is really his decision, but like, I think that Brett taking them here is cooler than like, you know, making them KFC, like the gondola, right? That, that elaborate KFC date. Although we did go off on a whole tangent about it that one time. Remember about the Taco Bell? Which one? The one we were talking with Kalila about how there's that really fancy Taco Bell oh, in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How for the right restaurant we would do that shit. Exactly. Just the idea that it's KFC. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully people are still listening. I don't know. If you're still here, what's up? Uh, So they just hop in a limo and what head back to the we're house. Not, we're having fun. We're not that far in. I know. I, I just I just I want to take one quick second to say I just think it's fucking hilarious how many of our reviews at this point are like, yeah, they go off topic a lot, but it's funny. Like <laughs> we did well this episode, not going completely off. We do. We've gone off more than we have. The lately. only thing this episode, really, it's been about boobs. Yeah. Well, we're always talking about boobs on this show. That's true. Nothing S- wrong with that. So we get a quick glimpse of the a-team because Lacey is now back to rejoin her squad heather is still complaining about aaron having a boyfriend at home and now this is when Lacey gets brought up to speed on all of that and she's like it's the a-team's job to get her out of here and tawny's like guys it's elimination tonight so like if we're gonna tell brett any of this like we have to do it now so then brett's walking around the house and he realizes that he's got to talk to a couple of the ladies quick before he like has yes. to decide who he's going to, to try to build a connection i think this was interesting that he kind of does it in front of everybody like he's talking to them in general and does it which is the problem like if you're mad at them for not really standing out and you want to get to know them better like he keeps claiming through this whole thing oh, i want to get to know them on a deeper intimate level whatever yeah talk to them one-on-one maybe they're just nervous in groups like you know, so but what are you going to do? Complain about them not standing out in groups and talk to them in a group to give them another opportunity to not stand out. So he says he has trouble connecting with a couple of them. So he's walking around, but like he's like, oh, I want to hear from them about like, you know, how they're doing. And we all we see is them him talking like him monopolizing the conversation. He's like bragging about working with Don was and yes. like, well, that's oh, where you so get the cool little... working in the studio and whatever. And we get another hottie style blink edit for Tamara. Yes. Tamara. Tamara. I think that's what it is. Doesn't matter. We're not going to be talking about her after today. Sorry. Oh, that sounded mean. But either that way. That terrible. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Tamara. Tamara, wherever you are, we hope you're thriving. Genuinely. So Brett. Well, I'm not any meaner than Brett was when he says there's no connection and dumb as a box of rocks. But the bottom line is she's fucking hot. He literally, like, he literally treats her like a little fucking mermaid. But let's be honest, she's fucking hot, yeah. Yeah, he goes, but the bottom line is she's fucking hot. She goes, I'm figuring maybe after a little miscommunication, our bodies could just do the talking. Sir, like, you can't apply the little mermaid logic to real life. You need to be able to communicate with your partner. She wants to be where all the people are, damn it. She actually looks like she's used a dingle hopper on her hair, so. What the fuck is a dingle hopper? A fork. You haven't seen a Little Mermaid in a while, have you? No. Somebody understood that joke. So we see Tiffany, who is trying to open a bottle of wine. She is using the top part of a corkscrew thing, like the thing you would use to open a beer bottle. Yes. She looks like she's trying to use that to cut the foil around the bottle of wine. 
I mean, I guess with enough pressure, if you held down and like wrapped around, it's not. It's you it's need a of, foil. No, cutter, yeah, it's not one of those kinds of bottles. I don't think mm. I, like it's not going great. She says in a talking head that she's nervous though because Brett told her that this was strike three, so she feels like the cards are against her, and she's kind of nervous. So we see her drink. A-Team is still fucking talking about Aaron's ex, and they just literally cannot focus on anything else. So they're like, fine, somebody's got to go tell Brett. So obviously, it's Heather. So Heather's like, talking to him one-on-one outside. We don't see any sort of introduction or segue to how this happens. Next thing we know, they're outside. And Heather says she doesn't want to be a rat. It's not in her personality. It's like, no, you're not. I wouldn't consider you a rat, but you definitely have the personality to throw somebody under the bus, it seems like. That's not necessarily just We have seen that demonstrated time and time again. She tells him that there are some people here and she doesn't really think that they're really here for him. And she says, Aaron was supposed to get married in May. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Again, he seems like way more mad in the moment than he comes off in his talking head about it later. So he's like, oh, turns out Aaron has a fiance back in Chicago, which is like, that's not what happened here at all. This is like just a terrible game of telephone. So he is pissed and Heather's like, oh, but I'm glad we got to spend some time together, though. And they kiss or whatever. So Brett has Big John bring Aaron outside because he's kind of pissed off right now and needs to ask her something right away. I I literally have in my notes at this point, her boobs are really distracting. (laughs) So Brett's like, so two ladies told me that you're in a really serious relationship and or married. Is that true or is that not true? And she kind of laughs, but not like too hard. Like she's just kind of like chuckling and sort of like a what the fuck is this kind of way. And she's like, oh, hell no. Like I wouldn't be here if I was in a relationship. I have in my notes. Uh, it's from Erin's talking head. And she's like, uh, somebody obviously sees me as competition. Ha! Like tits. Competition. Uh, competition. Tits. And, uh, they're, and they're trying to jeopardize my time here and get me kicked off. So then, oh, wait. So side note, I forgot to bring this up, that Heather leaves and then Aaron comes out and then Brett has Big John bring Heather back. And Heather is now like fully dressed for elimination yes. like in one of those uh where did we bring this oh like Laylene before how she had the one of those it gowns like crosses the body yeah like yeah. it's a it's one of those gowns that you see at like the fancier strip clubs i don't like, know like a scores yeah um yes like a scores like that kind of thing it's nice though it looks good on her too but it's just it's just funny. Like, that's the elimination look. He gets her up to speed with the convo he just had with Aaron. And Aaron's, like, pissed about this. And she's like, I just hope he can see through this bullshit and see, like, the reality with his heart or something like that. So Heather's like, well, I heard, you know. So Brett's like, what? Did you hear that she had a boyfriend or whatever? And Heather's like, yeah, I did hear that i heard that they were supposed to get married in may and aaron's like yeah we were supposed to get married but we broke up like (laughs) i was supposed to get married right like because there's no other way somebody could almost be getting married so heather's like i just have his best interest at heart aaron's like oh i'm sure that that's what you're doing this for like she straight up is like no no i'm not with the shits heather's like well i have feelings for this guy and people with significant others shouldn't be here 
And that's pretty much that's it. where they leave it. So yes. both of them leave and Brett's like, oh, I just don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. They both have rocking tits. He doesn't say that, but that's implied. It's what he's thinking. It's what everyone's thinking. Then it's elimination time. So we get some quick, you know, standard pre-elimination talking heads. Heather's like, you know, I know I did the right thing by talking to Aaron, but like I'm talking to Brett about Aaron, but like maybe I took it too far. And Tiffany says she hopes that Brenda goes home. And a producer must have said something off camera that they didn't like address because yes. then <laughs> she goes, Brenda, Brendy, damn, Brandy, blonde, Brid-, like she tries to say. And this is, mind you, a different outfit uh, than we saw her in like the other talking head. So this is she is still drunk tonight. Yes. And uh, slurring and just not getting anything not racially. Right. No, not racially slurring. Fuck, that should have been the title of last week's episode. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Go me. I know. Like, you guys, you actually heard me laugh at something that Mike said. Isn't it amazing? Uh, so she can't say blonde Brandy. I guess she's trying to do, like, a mnemonic device and it's yes. failing. Brandy C wants Aaron to go home, obviously. She does not have a very flattering, like somebody should tell these ladies or in general during these elimination scenes, like, or prepping somebody before they go into the show, like The Bachelor, to be like, be very aware of like your resting face because Brandy's like, she looks like she's turned off. Brandy C. Like, she's not like standing there smiling, like she's just kind of like zoned out watching. And I'm like, she's zoned out. Oh, I see what you're saying. She's zoned out. Turned off, not sexually, turned off like someone turned off a light switch. Yes. Literally, like, turned physically off, like, powering down. Erin does a talking head, too, about how she's nervous, whatever. Brett's outfit is really out of fucking control. I literally paused the show at this point and just put my head in my hand like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so he's got, I'm not really sure what's happening underneath this jacket, but he's got a floor length cow print jacket. Yeah. And a cowboy hat that is covered in all sorts of spray paint shenanigans. There's like those 90s flames on the front and then on the side brim it says like America's outlaw and then there's flags and I think like an eagle and then there's a BMB symbol and it's like just a lot. He's always on. So he, he think, is a brand. He's constantly I mean not as much as Flav though. That's I mean true. I hate to keep I mean not well I say it I hate to keep comparing them but I fucking don't care. But, yeah, no, Flav is aggressively branding at all times. Mm -hmm. And Brett Michaels is, like, slightly more chill than that. (laughs) But this is only season one, so. Brett does his usual, like, the usual spiel that we get for these kinds of things. He thanks them. It's a hard decision. Blah, blah, blah. So the first lady, he says, he feels a very, very strong connection for many reasons. Rodeo is number one again. Yeah. Good for her. I I do ship them. It's really a shame that it didn't work out. Yes. I agree. I guarantee he fucking friend zones her because I can't imagine what other reason why. I mean, I guess in the face of it's like the same thing like with Flavor of Love. I said this last week, I think, too, was that like in the face of so many like aggressively very young, very like trendy, attractive kind of women. And she's Mm -hmm. like not to take anything away from Rodeo. She's pretty and she's in fantastic shape, but she doesn't compete with that sort of like bright, shiny kind of 
Young, modern, 25-year-old blonde. Exactly. <laughs> or 23-year-old. Or 23, which based yes. on how this goes. Yeah. No judging by age. Well, no, I meant more like, <laughs> I meant quite the I opposite. I know, I know. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to bring this up, was that we were looking up other VH1 shows when we were looking at Amazon Prime, like which, whatever else is like oh, 2000s reality found, TV uh, is still up there. So they have My Fair Brady, which I think I may. I don't think you got to it before. OK, well, I know I didn't get to it before, but I am getting to it now because it's worth being addressed. Anyway, so we were going to look at My Fair Brady. And it's if you would have any interest in hearing that as a Patreon episode, let us know. My Fair Brady, I knew that there was an age gap between Christopher Knight and Adrian, fuck, I forgot her last name. Curry. Thank you. Um, I knew that there was an age gap between them, and I guess I just forgot. But also, when I was watching their show, I was young enough to be like, I guess not, like, it's all nebulous adults to me. But she was 22, and he was 47 when they got married. He is literally more than double her age. Are they still married? Oh, fuck no. Oh. Oh, absolutely not. She, like, got, she, it was bad. It was a bad situation is oh. what I'm trying to say. It was not a good situation. She's remarried now. She was on an episode of My Cat from Hell ha! with her new husband. Nice. They had a really scary cat. Um. So anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge age difference. Holy shit. What did VH1, like, love, like, old, like, has been celebrities and, like, young women who just want to be famous. Live their lives. But like Adrian at least like got famous through America's Next well, Top she Model. Was exa- no, that's true. You know, it's not like she was just trying to be on TV. She that was trying to become true. a model. She, she did model kind of, yeah. for a while. She well that's how they she met. They were on the this success. real life. Yeah. So it was the So idea. she was a success already. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show at hand. So Rodeo is the first one to get a pass. She's obviously it's the best thing that's ever happened to her in her whole entire life. Then Brett says, uh, he feels like there's going to be a lot to learn from this person. And it's Jess, which is funny because while they're doing that whole thing about like, oh, I feel like there's going to be a lot to learn from them. The camera is lingering on Dallas. And I'm like, because she's black. Oh, my God. Then the next person, he says he felt very connected to them. A lot of fun and a great attitude. You thought. Lacey, I am curious. I'm really excited to go back to the to the reunion and see how he feels if if he watched back at all, like how he felt about the way she behaves herself during the course of this show. True. No, it isn't. Because I feel like that has to be a turnoff for somebody like him. At some point, yeah, he he's got to actually go back. I mean, it's got to be the reunions normally what a couple months after or something. Yeah. So yeah, he had to have gone back and watched. I bet he says something. Yeah. Next, we get a bunch of people kind of rapid fire. Mia, Magdalena, Dallas in a cultural appropriating Mandarin style dress. Lacey also does a talking head in relation to Dallas and says, well, now that I know that she's staying, I guess I'm going to have to start plotting against her. Next target. Yikes. You hate animals. Uh, Then Sam, Brandy M, Brandy C, Christia. We then have two passes left. Yep. And he said this person really helped him out in a tough situation. And it's Heather. Obviously, she has to stay because she's good TV. Yeah, of course. He says in a talking head, and I thought this was interesting because when we were watching it together, you were like, oh, I could see him like he should have ended up with Rodeo or Heather. And to me, I don't see him interested in Heather 
at all. Like, I think that he is, it's the same thing, like, it's another New York comparison where he likes that she is interested in him, but he is not feeling her at all. I guess. You I, don't think he's attracted to Heather? I think that or he- Or in that way, I guess. I'm going to be honest. I feel like he sees her as being too old, which is insane That's because she's tr- 32. No, you can't, well- But, like, I get the sense- yes, but- I, I get the sense that, like, especially because she's still stripping, not that there's anything wrong with stripping at 32, but yeah. I feel like in Brett's mind, which is insane, because it's like, oh, you're at this point a 44-year-old, like, rock star. Like, who are you to be judging other people's fucking, like, youthful career paths, you know? Just the idea that she's, like, exp- I think he likes somebody who is, like, a little bit more naive, that he feels like he could be the more experienced one. And Heather is very, like, street smart. And I think that probably threatens him a lot. Surprise, Heather doesn't win. Yeah. Um, but who does? We don't know. I mean, you might know. Who knows? But I just feel like Heather is never going to really actually be appealing to him. That's interesting. I didn't really get that yet. Just give it time. You'll see it. Well, now it's going to be in the back of your head. And it's now it's the episode I watch. Yeah. It's going to cloud your tits. Uh- <laughs> cloud your tits. And everybody loves some cloudy tits. So, so he, I, I brought all this up to say that he does a talking head where he's like, I considered Heather my friend and I wanted Heather around and I think she's going to be a big help for me. And who knows, maybe me and her will be the ones that end up falling completely in love. All of this to say is that he, as much as he talks about so many of these other women, like, oh, I'm so attracted to them. I'm so into them. I'm really feeling them like purely penis does the picking sort of approach to this. He, like, the fact that he just put her in the friend zone right away because he sees her as helpful. I guess. It's like, I've so far in the two know. episodes, we'll I don't see. really see it. So there's, he does, did you see, by the way, he does one pass, five girls. Oh, he did say that, huh? Yeah. Thankfully, he doesn't call them bodies. That's how low the bar is, folks. It's been It'd a long time since we talked about you that. You said one pass, five vaginas. That would be at least... That's better. No, than it's bodies? worse. It's oh. it's definitely worse. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's a different kind of bad than bodies. Five vaginas, ten boobs. Because bodies, at least vaginas, there's some level of humanity there. It's like a really reduced aspect of a woman's Jesus. humanity, but bodies just feels like you are not even. You're like subhuman. I think that's why it always bothered me so much. For those who don't know, Flav always said like. One clock, five bodies. And it was, it bothered me every fucking time. Even when New York did it, honestly, it kind of irked me. It was weird. Mm. But he says with his one past five girls, not women, but girls, uh, he, before he tells them who it is, he's going to tell them who it isn't. So he says, Faith, he thinks that she is stunning and he wished he could have gotten to spend more time. He says in a talking head, basically, she didn't stand out. In any way, just mm. not nothing really there. Tiffany, which he's like, listen, you started out not great, right? Like he gets very like guidance counselor about it, like to her face. But then in a talking head and he's like, Tiff was a rock girl. You know, she always told me, don't threaten me with a good time. But her third strike had come and just had to cut her loose. I feel like the producers were like, she's a fucking liability. Yeah, like no, we this, can't. It's we, not going to end well. There's like messy entertaining, but she's like, they should have sent her straight to celebrity rehab at that point. 
Tawny, he cuts loose. We don't really see him say too much about her, but uh, he says he knows she's a rock girl also. And unfortunately, uh, she got lost in the shuffle. Dude, people were doing body shots off of her. You saw it. her nipples. And no, you he said wasn't that there she for got... that. Yes, he was. During that part? Yes, oh, I thought that was after. Was. I thought it was right after he left. That's whose bra it was. Oh, wow. I'm so, surprised she sent her. He sent her home then. That's how do you? Damn! Could you imagine how fucking insulting that is? Like you should like whatever one of those things. Like I showed you. The it's what? mostly in the context of cat memes where it's like showed you my beans, please respond. Like toe beans, I showed you my oh beans, my please God. respond. Or it's like, like damn, could you imagine so showing somebody your titties like in the middle of doing body shots and they considered you lost in the shuffle? How unremarkable are your tits? Like, no tea, no shade. I know they looked fine, although they were definitely fake, though. They were not no shade to fake tits, but like Mm. they weren't off to the side. Then the last one who he's uh, eliminating is what does he call? What does he call her? He calls her everything but her actual fucking name. Tamara. He might either say Tamara, Tamara. Tamara. Uh, well, I think he says Tamara in the Talking Head interview because I think he's now like figured out what her actual Someone like a producer them, yeah. probably was like. That's her name, but he calls her at the time to her face, Tamara, Tamara, and uh, I'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, that's how I remember how he says it because it sounds like Tamara. Uh, he tells her to her face that they just didn't connect, and he gets even meaner in a talking head. I can't believe he's so offended by her being kind of dumb that he's like, talk about what, whatever. He goes, talk about all the lights on and nobody home. And then he goes, what a fucking waste. We just looked at each other when he said that, and we're like, oh, yikes. Cringy. So all of that means that he gives Aaron the final pass. And literally, I was like, oh, girl, this is going to be tough. Like you living in this house, you made a lot of enemies in this short period of time. Mm-hmm. And they're really going to be gunning for you now because they worked so hard to fucking because you can't have people who are that control obsessed get usurped by the powers that be, you know, like they're already offended enough by your presence. But to do all that work to try to get you kicked out to not get kicked out yes. is they're they're gonna fucking double the efforts they're gonna put nail polish remover in your fucking clothes bitch you better watch out uh heather in a talking head is obviously livid she again calls out her circus tits brett makes her promise though that she's not going to lie to him and she's actually like, seriously looking him in the eye and she's like yes i believe her like i it's more plausible to me that it's like, fuck it. Why not? I just broke off my engagement. Fuck it. Let me just go on a reality no, dating exactly. show. It's probably been over. She said, fuck it. I'm going to try this. And it's all good. Brett says in a talking head that his heart said that what she was saying to him was the truth. This is the reason you give people second. He goes, this is the reason you give people second chances. And I'm like, they're huge tits. And he goes, because somebody like her could turn out to be a great person. With huge tits. A great person with huge tits. Right. Go. Brett then invites the ladies that are going home to come down and give him a hug. Tawny actually gives him a big hug, but in her talking head, she's pissed. She says she thought Brett was a real person, but obviously not because he's keeping girls who have boyfriends here who are engaged. It's so funny coming from Jersey, right? Like spending my whole life in the New York metropolitan area where we're all just like tell it like it is kind of people like never really hiding our emotions. 
and seeing all these ladies from like the Midwest and California be like super nice to his face because this is like last week too it was like that they were all like okay and then the talking heads are like fuck Brad he's a piece of shit like that Midwestern nice is really something I this is why I could not live anywhere other than where I live currently I think Tiffany says in her exit interview that he missed out on a very good person. He actually missed out on the person he could take home to mom. Huh? And Mike, when she said that, it's like, he missed out on a person he could take home to mom. And Mike goes, who, Faith? You said that. You don't remember Did saying Did I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two I, yeah, yeah. hours no, ago. Yes, you are correct. It's been a long two hours. But then for added effect to prove that Tiffany is not... The classiest of gals, we see her like hock a loogie. That they Spit had thought, like yeah. a man. That was really. I would have been perfect. <laughs> Toof. Bing. Yeah. I'm sure that Brett's like old Polish mother would really love that shit. Faith, we, she obviously unsurprisingly gives a very cold hug and lets him kiss her on the cheek. I realize she does kind of look like a mannequin a little bit. And she just says good luck. That's it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm too good for Brett. What I'm looking for in a person is absolutely the opposite of probably what he's looking for. Jesus. I mean, listen, she probably is too good for Brett. I think most of these ladies are, but I don't know. Too good for a rock star? What did you know who you were signing up for, most likely? No, that's you knew the biggest what you were part. If you're up signing for- up for the show, you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. I mean, you did you really to. think that Brett was going to be picking a bunch of girls like you and not a bunch of girls like Heather? Well, apparently, according to you, Heather's just a friend. Well, so it's not a bunch of girls like Heather. Well, the, the casting would pick a I bunch of girls she, yes. like Erin. You know what I mean? Which I realize she's the only fake tan one who survived the huh. the mass ex- well, look at that. extermination at the beginning. Uh, Tamara. Poor Tamara. So she says in an exit interview, she's like... This, I think this is probably a good time for me to make my exit. Like, you had any say in this. This is Maybe. good. Maybe, well. Not bad. Although Brett was good, too. Maybe. Not that I would know. Okay. It makes uh, no sense. So then, I wasn't really clear about the setup of this house, but they have her walk out. And, like, seemingly she's the last one in a line of people. And I don't know if, like, producers made her do this or what, but she... <laughs> Goes, like, up the stairs, I guess, to what's supposed to be the door, if she was supposed to go upstairs at all, because this house makes no sense. And, like, is, like, pulling on a door. And you just hear, like, you see Brett, and you see here, clink, 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 dun, dun, dun. And he's like, Tamara, other... You gotta go out the front door. You gotta go out the front door, he says. And then Tamara does her quick exit interview where she's like, maybe if I were smarter, I'd be here longer. Oh, and the the correct pronunciation is Tamara. Brett. So he calls them all down for beers and whatever. Erin says in a talking head that if it continues like this, then she's going to have to give these catty bitches a taste of their own medicine. Oh, yeah. Fight time. And that's the whole episode. Woo. Woo. The bonus scene is kind of silly. It's just Lacey and Brandy C playing around with these like, I don't know what to call them. I don't them. know what they are. It looks kind of like we kind of like cat of nine tails like i don't know yeah. what to call it but they're just whacking each other with these branches tickling just have foliage written here i don't know what to call it but that's, no outstanding that's it no going back to some boring bonus scenes i think like i love new york probably had the best ones right well the only none will ever live up to chance asking about, asking about uh, the sasquatch about the sasquatch yeah 
Uh, can't wait to get to those shows. I say that, but I feel like nobody really watched them for a reason, so. I'm excited to get to every show. I kind of feel like Rock of Love is about as exciting as it's going to get, but hopefully not. Maybe we'll... Those other ones are good, too. I guess that's not really a good way to sell a podcast that you want people to keep listening that to. Sounds terrible. Anywho. I we think also, all we the have, shows are fantastic. Honestly, well, we also have, have uh, For the Love of Ray J coming up, another we're season We're doing that, of, too. I never yeah. watched. For the Love of Ray J, we've got another season of I Love New York, another season of Flavor of Love. I'm interested to see how note-taking for I Love Money goes, because that looks like a challenge. That's going to be rough, yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, right? I did not know that we were doing Ray J. Cool. When does that one come in? Oh, God. Not We've for got a while, while. Though, right? Yeah. We've got a little while. But not actually as long as you would think. Like, once they started realizing these shows were popular, there's a lot of overlap. Well, they flood them at the same time. That's the it suddenly yeah. became like Housewives. Like, yeah. how at any given moment there's like three Housewives franchises exactly. on at a time. That's kind of how this was. Yeah. So Stay tuned for the season the premiere of I Love This. I mean, like. After the reunion of I Love yeah, This. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. show was that done at the, was done, was promoted the week after, like, say, starting next Sunday yeah. or st- something was, like, for Charm School. And Charm School was immediately after I Love New York. So I Love New York was immediately after season two of Flavor of Love. So we've got, Breaking that we've got a lot show. to do. Breaking that VH1 cash. Got a lot to talk about, plus other bonus fun stuff. We're going to be talking about Brett Michaels' movie at some point that was co-produced by Charlie Sheen and co-starring... Charlie star- or Martin? No, so I was confused. So it's a production company started by Brett Michaels and Charlie Sheen. I'm not kidding. Look it up. And I think it was called Michael Sheen. I swear to God, I think that's what it's called. And then, uh, so it's co-produced i think charlie sheen might be in the movie but it's also co-starring martin sheen who's like a very distinguished actor that i cannot believe got caught up in this mess things you do for your fucking kids am i right kids and friends he might be friends with brett michaels he might really like poison i can't imagine a scenario where woke ass fucking martin sheen is out here listening to poison but sure (laughs) Um, so we'll be talking about that movie called uh, Life on Death Row or something. Stories from Death Row. Something Death Row. We're going to be fucking talking about it is the point. Can you tell that my brain is just fucking it's done? Um, more I Love the 2000s plus one. The final part the of Rock love is of Blind. Love. Le- love right. Is blind Bull? part three. Gibberish. I just part straight gibberish. Three. But either way, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff for us to talk about. And hopefully you all tune in for it. Woo woo. Again, patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. You can find us on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast, plus the show on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. You can find me at Mr. Feeny519. Thank you once again to all our patrons. You uh, rock our world. Yes. Well, oh, everybody. Oh, no, all go. everybody rocks our world. You all rock you all our rock world. Our, yes. We love you all. Stay safe. But yes, don't forget to check us out there. We appreciate everything. Please, if you can, review, subscribe. Yeah. Rate five stars, as Sonya would say. Helps us out a lot. Tell friends who don't suck. Tell friends who don't (laughs) suck. But yes, we hope you enjoyed, and we're excited to catch you here next time. Bye. Bye.